Shut up and sit down. Listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Here is another Chinese proverb for you. A crisis is an opportunity riding in dangerous wind. If life is crazy upside down for you, make sure you always look for that opportunity. It's there somewhere. was robbed while riding on the popular Springwater Corridor in the middle of the day. This happened near 128th in Southeast Portland. The suspects left him bloodied and bikeless. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and today I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance Romance in studio today. In studio. <laughs> in studio. Actually here. I'm actually here. <laughs> and yeah. to his right, I have got Evan Price. I wear Speedles I think that's just going to be my intro. I'm fine with that. Let's just make sure we play that every time now. That's going to be a thing every time. Welcome back, Evan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and on Skype, we'll get into reasons why in just a moment. We've got Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking better than I am. Oh. <laughs> Put it that way. Put it that way. And we've got a special guest with us today, Mr. Jesse Tonkinson. Welcome, Jesse. Thanks for having me, boys. Talking the house. Talking the house. You've heard us we, talk about him a bunch oh of times. So we needed some brains on the podcast. Like there was way too much me and Matt in here. We need smarter people, I think. So oh, yeah. Much speedo talk. Yeah. yeah, less speedo talk. All right. Without further ado, let's get into the backpedal. Lance, welcome back. Backpedal for us. Are you, are you ready for all this? Lance is now I, I, famous. Yeah. Is he even allowed on this podcast? Anymore? I thought we were supposed to be a low key you know, like marginal no. podcast. And now Lance is actually famous. So it, that's not true. So <laughs> I, um, I guess I did get back into town about eight hours ago or something <laughs> like that or nine hours ago. Um, after I, 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 we spoke last week, I was in Idaho. From there, I spent the week mostly in, uh, in Colorado. Uh, drove to Aspen, uh, spent a couple days there riding around. Kind of funny, the, the spot where we found to park my van to stay the night happened to be about a block and a half from Lance Armstrong's house in um, in Aspen. Just so happened to find that we spot. Just, yeah. find that <laughs> just spot. happened to find that spot. And so my wife's like, hey, let's go walk down the street and just like walk around like the neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, come on. So, no, of course, we went and did that. And as we're walking down the street, out walked 
George Hincapie and his wife. And I believe they were with College. I think their buddy's name is College. Anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, so we got to meet George Hincapie. He was walking down the street. It was really dark. And I'm like, hey, George. <laughs> I, totally, I totally just I just went, George, hey, my name's Lance. And they're like, oh, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, we're just in town kind of uh, checking out. And he's like, oh, well, enjoy your time here. And his wife was really cool and said, hey, have a great time here. And so it was kind of funny. I, I did shake. I'm so, I'm so glad they're nice people. Hand. Everybody who I know who has met Hincapie or Lance say they are nice guys. Yeah. They're yeah. just yeah. good guys, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I, my wife and I just spent, a f- you know, three or four days driving around Colorado, doing some mountain biking, doing some. We did this one road ride up to the Maroon Bells area Ooh, yeah. outside of Aspen. Mm-hmm. It was just gorgeous. It was like a two thousand foot climb mm-hmm. in ten miles or something like that. But oh, it was just beautiful. So. Um, from there, we went to Vail for a night and mm. um, checked that out. Then we went to Breckenridge and Frisco and drove through Leadville because mm-hmm. I wanted to see what Leadville looked like if I ever potentially did that 100-mile Leadville yep. race. Yep. I have a buddy who's done that a couple times. He loves it. Yep. It looks friggin' terrible. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it any less altitude out there? I was hoping, like, Denver's no. sinking maybe or just the whole state's <laughs> coming down a little bit over the next couple of weeks. Aspen's at 8,000 feet. <laughs> Leadville's at 10,000 oh, feet. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah um, I, they're all... They're all still they're, up there. Yeah. Oh, darn. Okay. Those earthquakes didn't do anything. I was no. hoping that it was going to change or something. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so from there, we spent a day in Mesa Verde National Park and went and saw all the really cool 800-year-old Beautiful. Indian Pueblo ruins. It was mm-hmm. We just had a, a great time there. Uh, then I went to Moab, drove down to Moab mm. and spent a day with my uh, kids and did some riding there. Mountain um, biking, I'm assuming. We did some mountain biking, yeah. yeah. I didn't ride my road bike all that much. Oh, yeah. You're you're in places where there's just better, right? You're right. either gravel or mountain bike in all those places. And so our, our plan was to kind of, my wife had to be back for today. I didn't really have to, but thought I should be here uh, in studio for this <laughs> podcast. So that kind of <laughs> drew me back. So we're headed back, and I'm listening to uh, The Move, the Lance Armstrong podcast, and they start talking about that they're going to be in Boise. How do, you, how do they say, I know there's been some debate on yeah. how it is actually said. So apparently the p- correct way is to say Boise. Boise. Not Boise. So like, like C. Like B-O-Y-S-E-E. Boise. 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 Not boy Z, like the letter Z, but ah. like the letter C. Boy C. Yeah. Got it. Anyway. <laughs> so now let's go and butcher every French name for right. the rest of this podcast. <laughs> so they were talking about how they were going to be there. And I realized that the Twilight Criterium uh, in the USA Crit series was on Saturday night in, in Boise. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Brandy, let's go down there and watch that. So. So, yeah, hard so right. <laughs> we drove all the way to, to Boise. We got there in time to watch the pro women and the pro men. I got to watch uh, Justin Williams, the the U.S. national yeah, champ. Justin Williams, won. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And he had his whole, you know, he has a whole team the that Legion. he developed. Yeah, the Legion of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. With his brother on it and like five other guys, so cool. And uh, it was really yeah. cool to watch their how they raced and yeah. their strategy and how, you know, it was like a eighty lap race. 
Yeah. And it, it came down to like the last <laughs> 10 or 15 laps. And, and what is their average speed for that? What are they just uh, like 30? It must be. Oh my God. <laughs> it, it's got to be close to 30. I'd last four laps and yeah. be done, shot out the back. <laughs> so that was really cool to watch that, you know. And yeah. so the reason uh, George and, and Lance were there was was George Hincapie um, has started this series of Grand Fondos. Mm-hmm. And. Um, uh, they were doing the first year Grand Fondo in Boise, and the reason they decided to do that was they did it the day after the Twilight Criterium. So all these people on, you know, for biking is there, and the next morning they were doing this Grand Fondo, and I'm like, Grand Fondo, all right, I'll go do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so literally signed up on the spot. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> thought, okay, I'll just go do this 80 mile uh, Grand Fondo. This will go well. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, didn't really think much of it, but it, it ended up being really cool. I, I ended up, you know, um, the, the the Grand Fondo, it was 80 miles. It was like 6,000 feet of climbing, but it had like over 20 miles of gravel in it. There you go. But the, all the descriptions said the gravel was pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. So I actually rode my road bike on 25s. Oh, geez. Yeah. I didn't have any bike problems. Was that gravel actually smooth? It though? was. It was actually pretty smooth. Okay. It was. Mm-hmm. It was a little soft in a few places, and I did quite a bit of bike surfing mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to stay up. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't the issue. The issue was um, it was like ninety five, ninety seven, ninety nine degrees for most of the ride. And 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 I, I tradi- saw your I saw your salt marks. Yeah. yeah. I I traditionally don't do well in the heat. Mm-hmm. I I don't do real good and. Um, they're they're at the 60 mile mark so with 20 miles to go there was a six mile climb Mm -hmm. and it was in full sun and by the time i got to the bottom of that i was out of water Uh i drank both my bottles and i just i could light starting to go out oh yeah oh boy i'm riding up it's 98 degrees (laughs) i i couldn't and that was the kom segment for the for the fondo i'm assuming you didn't take the kom no <laughs> it literally i think i spent 43 minutes going up the six mile climb and i think the oh, leaders God. did it in 23 minutes oh, oh my gosh 20 minutes i actually as i was going up i kept slurking back around because my hairs were standing up on end i mm. could tell that i was pushing heat stroke symptoms <laughs> i had to keep circling around and like stopping to like gather myself because <laughs> i was starting to lose it it was it was pretty bad. Anyway, I get to the top of the climb finally. I, I literally sat in the shade. They had an aid station at the top. I drank two Cokes. I drank two things of pickle juice. Um, I ate some food. I filled my water bottles. And then I jumped on my bike and kept going because, okay, 20 miles to go. Most of it was downhill. I think I can go. I'm cruising down the downhill. I get six or seven miles down the, down the hill and realize I left my bottles sitting at the <laughs> aid station. I was totally delirious. I was delirious at the top, so I just left. I, I mean, yeah, screw it, because yeah. you have to climb back. There's up no way I'm climbing back no, up. No, and wouldn't even be worth it. I immediately started cramping. So for the next uh, for the next 10, 15 miles, there was only fifteen miles left. All I did was like dance from standing to sitting to mm. shifting to the right to because my hamstrings would cramp. My calves would cramp. My my uh, groin muscles would cramp. Then my hamstrings would cramp. I mean, it was... It's like taking turns. Oh, my gosh. It was it was brutal. Did you go and try to run a half marathon after that or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
and literally it was just because I was dehydrated and didn't have enough fluids in yeah. me. And, and uh, yeah. Where does that 15 miles rank in like the worst 15 miles ever? That's, that's a, that's a, it, it's probably the second hardest thing I've done all year as far as pain and difficulty on the bike. The first being the Oregon gravel grinder. The Oregon, yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. It was the, back when you were doing the gravel grinder. The, yeah. the gorge gravel grinder. In oh, the, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> the the Oregon Trail gravel grinder was difficult, but it was just fatiguing. It was manageable. It, yeah. yeah, it wasn't Painful. like the gorge gravel grinder where the last 30 miles, you're borderline hyperthermic and I couldn't see and my <laughs> eyes were failing on me. And, <laughs> and you were descending. I, I was like, what the and hell? And <laughs> I've put myself into some holes <laughs> this year. Just, next year, next year we're gonna we're oh. gonna come up with a a reasonable training plan that doesn't put Lance into the <laughs> pain cave right. every three weeks. It's too <laughs> ridiculous. So anyway, I uh, I finished. I ended up finishing like tenth in my age group. Go figure. Um, everybody else was dying. everybody else yeah. was doing just as bad as I was. Yeah, the leaders finished you know an hour ahead of me, whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I did get get through all that. Um, and then I knew that Lance Armstrong and George Hincapie were going to be recording their podcast live on their Tour de France coverage. The move. Yeah, the mm-hmm. move at a brewery that was just two blocks away. Mm-hmm. So after I completely gorged myself on food and drink <laughs> I, and laid down in my van for like 20 minutes, I walked down there to watch the live podcast. There was probably 80 or 90 people watching. And I ended up uh, getting into a spot where I was really close and could watch them do it. And then they asked for uh, if there were any questions from the crowd near at the end. And I, I got to ask a question and made it on the cool. Move podcast. Of, so. of course Lance would. Like if, I, if, if anybody else had gone there, none of us were going to get that question. Lance would guaranteed <laughs> get that question. I, I introduced myself as Lance Romance. I was trying to be <laughs> funny. <laughs> It, it went over like a lead brick. It did not go over. <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> well, the people who know me would think it, but yeah. in the room, it was like, what? Who? Yeah. What a tool. This who guy's, is this, this guy's guy? last name is Romance? What? <laughs> At least pa- you were wearing pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should, yeah, that, that would have been even better. I, I was a little delirious still and dehydrated, so wasn't really thinking clearly, but... It went over well in Portland and Vancouver. Yeah. If that makes me feel any better. <laughs> anyway. So here I am, back in... You see, I just, I talk too much. So. No, He's that back. was awesome. Yeah. I, lo- I love that that's like, so for, for anybody who watched, it was the stage nine recap, right? Stage nine recap. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. 48 minutes into yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah, because yeah, you were the last question. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've, especially for people who watch all of Lance's pod, that was crazy to have somebody that I actually know asking a question on there. Like, that's so awesome. <laughs> all <laughs> Lance, right. you did a good job with your question. I think everyone thought it was pretty, pretty solid. I, I think pretty, they liked pretty, the pretty question. strong question. Yeah, they did. I liked it. It yeah. went on forever. It was good. Yeah, yeah good. Thank you, man. And that was interesting <laughs> that Lance's answer was, um, so, so Lance asked, uh, who was their favorite tour rider all time? And I thought that was cool that Armstrong answered, um, Miguel and Duran. Yeah. Cause yeah. I've heard the, the more pros you hear talk about that guy, he was just an absolute class act yeah. when he was in dominant. I mean, he was an absolute incredible. There's yeah, was... he was a big guy winning the tour. That's amazing. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Matt Legrand, you are about three quarters of a mile away from us, yet you are on Skype. Yes. I know. <laughs> Matt, why did I you... really did want to make my way up the hill, but yeah. I'm going to have a doctor's appointment in just a minute. So yeah. uh, wouldn't would not. Sorry, have I talked too long. Again, <laughs> Matt, 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 your your back pedal counts as my back pedal because that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about. Yeah. So sure. Matt, back pedal for us. I'll, I'll do the first 25 miles of our. There you go. You know, ride I'll, or whatever. And I'll give and the play from play. there. That yeah. could work. Go for it. So, yes, let's see. You guys 
can still hear me okay? Carry the, just fine. Yep. The week, I, I can't really remember anything in particular from the week. I think I did, you know, a couple of other bike rides. Um, nothing in particular stood out. Uh, just normal kind of training stuff, swimming stuff. Uh, and um, Saturday, I know, Evan, we even talked about doing this ride, like, earlier in the week. And you were like, I promise this time I'm not going to bail on you. <laughs> and I did not bail, uh, for the record. <laughs> and you did not bail. It was perfect. It was actually it I was excited all really week well. to ride with you. Yeah, I was excited. Yeah. Yeah, I, I swam. So Saturday morning, I swam uh, pretty early, like seven o'clock in the morning, and then we had just planned to ride at eight thirty. Um, and then at my swim series, which you know I probably talked about on this podcast before, I do this free open water swim series. Uh, one of the guys that swam there is this really amazing guy, um, Scott Goodrich, who we've probably talked about him on the podcast before. He's just a really amazing like triathlete. In the past two or three years, he's just gotten really good at triathlon, just from just like working hard. Like anytime I see someone just like work hard and get good at the sport, you're just like super proud of them, right? And so mm-hmm. he was like, "Hey Matt, um, I have six hours. You know, are you going long on Saturday?" And I was like, "Yes, I am." So uh, I was like, "Come join us. You know, it'll be you know be perfect." Um, and he was just planning on like steady watts. So I was I was thinking this is this is perfect. Um, so after the swim, we started off. Uh, and it was really just the three of us, Evan and Scott and I, and I felt like it was nice. Like we were just cruising very comfortable. In fact, we probably weren't even putting in the Watts that we were, you know, we were kind of aiming for, mm-hmm. which was not a ton of Watts. Uh, but you know, we were cruising, um, and I felt good. I mean, I knew that we were going to probably pick up the pace as the like day went on. The plan was to do, um, about a hundred miles. The there's a there's a ride in the area called the ride around Clark County, which is kind of the the county that we all live in, and it's kind of a hilly, rolly, hundred miler. Um, nothing that the three of us couldn't handle. Uh, but I got about twenty or twenty five miles. So yeah, so twenty miles you go past this battleground lake area. We we're still conversational. Um, you know, we, we go past this spot and you guys may be familiar with this. I think it's like, there's like this bridge where you go over, uh, I think it's called Lucia falls or something yeah. like that. It's yeah. right. It's right before you turn right towards Lucia yeah. falls, Matt. And yeah. you can go left to okay. go to Kelly road. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Go exactly. left to go to Kelly road and you go right to go, you know, along that really pretty road when you're just biking along the river. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so somewhere in there, right? Like you cruise down this hill to kind of go to this stop sign. Right. And mm-hmm. so we were going a good clip, but it felt totally reasonable like nothing crazy i'm sure we were still conversational Mm -hmm. um i might have been in the arrow bars for a little bit it's hard for me to really like remember exactly uh but i hit i think just like the lip in the bridge from the road to the bridge and my handlebars just basically gave out like the Mm -hmm. carbon and the like where the carbon screws into the stem basically it's it's i'll try to post Mm -hmm. some pictures and stuff like that um but that whole piece just like broke like the carbon just the carbon just snapped right there right off the nose yeah so you know and then so like of course you know anytime you have a crash like this it's just like you don't have time to think like i think if anything i may have like sat up and tried to like stabilize but i probably put weight on the handlebars went straight over the handlebars like kind of head first and rolled onto my right shoulder and so my right shoulder took the brute of the force. And I, like, I look back to see kind of how fast I was going, and I'll probably go back and double check it because we were going 30, going down this hill, you know, or whatever, but we were coming up to a stop sign. So, like, theoretically, I should have been slowing down. And that could have been it too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I could have been, like, slowing down, putting more pressure on the handlebars. Or I don't know. 
But um, I thought I was in maybe in the aero bars. But anyway, uh, regardless, I was going fast enough that the shoulder took a pretty severe impact to the ground. Total, total yard sale, right? Like just bike went everywhere. Like all the bottles I had, you know, a whole bunch of liquid because it was like a long ride. Like everything went everywhere. Uh, sprawled out in the middle of the road. The car behind me was super cool. They just like slowed to a stop and they were like, we saw the whole thing. Like, are you okay? We're, you know, emergency responder people. Like they were super cool. Um, they, I I mean, I kind of got to the side of the road and you're, you know, at the time you have all that adrenaline going, you're like, I'm thinking to myself, I might be okay. I might be okay. Like I knew I was scraped up and beat up, but immediately my shoulder hurt. And I kind of thought, okay, you know, broken collarbone, like that's what I was thinking the whole time. So we sat on the side of the road for a long time. Evan, how long were we there? Like an hour? Um, yeah, I think within 15 minutes, there was uh, one of the cars that passed had called 911. So originally, yeah. we were just going to wait for Matt's wife to come um, and come and get him, Kristen. Yep. But um, yeah, the the ambulance and fire truck had gotten there and they were super nice about it. You know, they, they were they, they were just going to check Matt out and make sure everything was OK. Um uh, you know, they, they weren't going to give him a ride cause Kristen wasn't on his way. Matt was right. in a lot of pain. The, the, the worry that me and Scott had was that Matt, Matt was going pretty pale white for a little bit. Um, yes. Luckily you, so, you still had yeah, feeling Evan, in your I've, hand, I which I kept on asking you yeah. when I got, so, so I'll, I'll go through it, but like, uh, you guys were probably right to be a bit worried about mm-hmm. <laughs> my tendency to pass out. But, uh, yeah, so it was in a, a lot of pain and, you know, but it, I, we refused the ambulance or whatever, just because, you know, at one point we found out like, oh, my wife's going to be there in 25 minutes. I was like, okay, no problem. 25 minutes we can do. If it was going to be like an hour, I was like, all right, that's a long time for everyone to wait around. But, uh, so, um, so, you know, wife came, got in the car, went to the emergency room, uh, took off my Jersey without cutting it, which I was super pumped about. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> But, however, it was it, it was painful enough that I pretty much passed out oh, at that point. Oh, God, yeah. So I did uh. black out at the hospital. Um, but it was probably for, like, less than a second because they okay. were just – as soon as they kind of, like, put me on a tape, you know, on a table where I could lay down, I was fine. I was back back up and running. But uh, did black out there for a little bit. Uh. Um, and then the other part that was really hard was like uh, getting X-rays because they wanted to X-ray my ribs and stuff like that. So they were kind of like moving me <laughs> around. To get your arm away from and, you. Yeah. yeah, and so that was really painful. Uh, and so it's whatever it is. A um, couple days later, I still have not put a shirt on yet. I'm a little bit worried about that. You know, stepping into a, that piece. I do have a button-up shirt that I'm going to try to sneak on when I go to my doctor's appointment here in a few minutes, but. That's my next challenge is going to a doctor's appointment and there'll probably be more, more pain and poking and prodding. So we will see. I can't tell you how bad I feel for you, Matt. (laughs) I know there's there's one guy at this table who really understands what you're going through right now. That is for sure. So, so Jake, I will say that this injury is absolutely nothing compared to what you went through. Like it is, I wouldn't go that far. You've done some pretty substantial damage and we'll find out more when you go to the doctors, but it's painful. Your your shoulder complex, it sucks when you do anything to it. It hurts so freaking bad. Anything you try and do minus Mm -hmm. sitting there and doing nothing is going to hurt. Yeah. Somebody's trying to call us again. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. joint in your body. So so any moving, like sitting up, it's terrible moving. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to put clothes on is going to be, you know, is really hard and tricky. Um, but, you know, I 
you know, I, I'm able to sleep cause like I can get my arm in a certain oh, position and, and I can sleep. So, I mean, I just, I was just thinking about the whole time I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be able to sleep for a while. Like this is going to be a major pr- like pain or whatever. And I think I'm doing pretty well. The other thing is the x-ray showed that I didn't really break the collarbone, that yeah. everything's just separated basically. So mm-hmm. the, um, AC joint is just, they were just saying like, um, maybe like a major separation in the AC joint. So yeah. there's three ligaments that might've been torn. Mm-hmm. Um, and my shoulder is probably going to be deformed for going forward. Uh-huh. So I don't know how s- swimming is going to be in the future, yeah. but Matt, we'll see. Matt, how did your, yeah. how, how is your shoulder? Are you able to actively move the shoulder at all still? Um, cause I know on the spot, really. were, yeah, that was, so ju- just to, to go over the kind of, kind of the anatomy of that for, yeah. for anybody yeah. is, and it's interesting. Uh, I, I have a student in the clinic right now, actually. And I was joking with Matt at the time we were trying to joke with him as much as possible as he was just about to pass out there. But, um, uh, if I had my student with me, it would have been a great example of what an acute, uh, uh piano key looks like basically right after right. a crash. And Matt's got a little weird, uh, clavicle. His clavicle is a little bit shorter than your average clavicle. Mm-hmm. So from the spot, it almost looks like you had had a compound fracture actually, Matt, even, yeah, even, that's what the, I figured it was. even, even the EMT guy sitting there, they were like, yeah, that, that looks like, like a compound fracture. But what was interesting is Matt's clavicle short enough that actually that's where his attachment to the AC joint is. And it was so piano keyed up that it actually looked like it was right. further, huh. further in than it actually was. So yeah, so there's was... nice big separation there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm going to do MRI or what I'll find out. Like I'm going to the doctor, like probably, you know, after this call here and, and uh, um, yeah. And so they're probably going to like try to move my shoulder around and see, I mean, it's going to, I'm, I'm not Good looking forward to this doctor visit. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yep. I would, I would, nope. I'd, I'd be shocked if they don't order an MRI, Matt. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. I, know. So, I hope they do. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'd love yeah. to see what's going on, Are like what gonna, kind of damage is yeah, there. But even if to. like, no matter what, they may not do surgery. Cause yeah. the stuff that I've read is saying like, yeah, it's, you know, um, either way. And, and I'll it talk to them a little too. bit about like, okay, well, what, you know, if I don't have surgery, what are the consequences with being able to swim and whatnot? So we will see. And I will let you guys know. I'll probably post a video. I actually posted a video today, which seems weird, but it's just a video that I had basically like built and almost had ready to go. And so I finished that off and posted it today. So sometime either at the end of this week or next week, I'll post something and I'll try to get some like detailed video of the actual handlebar, like where it broke, which is a, it's a weird spot where the, the handlebar itself is intact, but like as it attaches to the stem mm-hmm. is, is where it's broken. So I'll, I'll make a video and post that to the YouTube channel, you know, sometime this week and explain that I will not be doing any sort of Ironman Whistler racing uh, <laughs> a week and a whatever the, it is are you sure are you sure yeah. got that monkey <laughs> off your back yeah. yeah actually one of the things i first thought of when i crashed was like at least i don't have to do that race you know, like, <laughs> that was actually matt's matt's first once we got him over on the side yeah the first thing he says he looks over at me and goes i think this means i'm not doing whistler <laughs> like, yes matt that is that is roughly what that means right now yeah yeah all, right. all right matt well well guys i am i am looking forward to hearing the rest of this podcast but i'm gonna head off to the doctor's appointment thank you guys so much for kind of like reaching out and um all your concerns i do appreciate it every i mean i've had so many people reach out and just be like hey what do you need what do you need i mean it's super nice to just know like how many amazing friends that i have you know a, a lot of it due to this podcast so thank you guys mm. for letting me be a part of it yeah you bet. Feel better you soon, okay? Matt. We'll yep. be in touch. We're all coming to see you soon. 
Yeah, you guys stop by. Forcefully, I have nothing to yeah. do except for watch. <laughs> nothing to do except for watch uh, watch biking online. Get away. So. Hey, tour. Not, not at that time to get injured. The yeah, tour's yeah. on. So <laughs> that's right. All right. Good yeah. luck at the dock, Matt. All right, guys. All right, see you, Talk to you guys see later. You. All right. Bye. We're good. Should get a punch card with rebound around here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> Local orthopedics, they yeah. love us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got Jesse Tonkinson in here, and he is. How would you describe Jesse? Like probably one of the Fast. most up and coming <laughs> Cat Four or Five guys. That's not going to be a Cat Four or Five guy for not much for longer. Long. Yeah. He dominated the Baker City Classic. He won did. that one. He just mm-hmm. finished up winning the uh, the Tabor um, Circuit Race Series. Yeah. Another great win there. He's won a few other races this year. He's just been yeah. absolutely killing it. We've talked about he him a bunch of times. Well, I think. Yeah. I think. I think that's kind of what it all boils down yeah. to. Is. We've talked about him quite a few times on the podcast here, and, and now we're lucky enough to have him on the podcast with us. Jesse, why don't you backpedal for us? Thanks, boys. Jake already ran through a lot of the stuff I've been up to in the last couple of weeks. Um, further backpedal. Grew up playing traditional sports. Sure. As soon as I could walk, dad had a baseball bat in my hand and, uh-huh. you know, yeah. did the whole t-ball thing. Tried soccer, but, you know. I was going to ask if you were a soccer player. So I did until middle school. Um, okay. My first soccer game, actually, dad was there and I was so scared. He had uh-huh. to hold my hand in the middle of the field. <laughs> and then there's just little Jesse out in the field, just, yeah. you know. But uh, all throughout, I was uh, middle school, started playing football, um, you know, still playing baseball, summer league, everything, fall ball, and did that all the way through my junior year of college. I got to play football at NCAA school, George Fox University. Oh, wow. Go Bruins. I have, um, uh, I have an MBA from George Fox University. Love it. Dang. Yeah. Small you world. Got, yeah. got yeah. alums here. What What were you guys? What was the, the it's mascot? The, it's the Bruins. He just said it. Oh, the Bruins. Oh, Bruins. Okay, yeah, the Bruins. Bruins. Got it. <laughs> yeah, so I, after my junior year, um, I had decided that I needed some time to focus on shadowing physicians, and mm-hmm. um, I was working a couple jobs and um, had to hang up the cleats. But that summer, my dad and I had both bought road bikes. And so I was using it as cross-training and commuting from our house mm-hmm. here in Clark County down Mill Plain to work at a physical therapy clinic and just started commuting about 22 miles a day. And almost ironically, that same summer, um, and I think Jake alluded to this a few podcasts ago, I had a pretty serious lower leg injury. And going back to school, I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Somebody's phone's talking to us. That's not me. I turn That's mine me. off. That's Lance's. Always listening. <laughs> I think talk just maybe talk to Siri directly there. But <laughs> telepathically. Yeah. yeah. Bike was my rehab. Yeah. And so coming out of college football as a free safety, I was that was going to be my question. Is yeah. what, so not, not that I'm not making it. I, I was going to guess. I was like, was he maybe a kicker, like a scat back? Maybe I was I'm like, not a big guy. Because Jesse is a climber. We'll just put it that way. So, <laughs> so I since my football days have lost over 20 pounds, and I was mm-hmm. not a big guy to begin with. But I'd always really struggled putting on muscle mass. You know, you name it. I was in the cafeteria all day. <laughs> yeah, doing homework, yeah. just eating, yeah. and you can never you know, for better or for worse, can never put on mass. And so free safety was kind of my niche. I was able to, uh, you know, predict a little bit more, kind of act as the defensive mm-hmm. quarterback, if you will, and, you know, really just be the last line of defense. I, you know, I'm not going to collapse and fill any giant holes. That's why I wasn't strong safety. <laughs> I leave that to the bigger guys. But um, anyway, moving on from that, I started a cycling club at George Fox, and we did some oh. great rides around there, met some really awesome people, and then, moved back up to Vancouver after I graduated and that's where I met through the Vancouver Bike Club, K 
Kim Catherine and um, Jay. And they were like, yeah, you Jay need small. It. Yep. You guys need it. You need to come out and ride with these dialed guys. And so I showed up to one of the Saturday rides, mm-hmm. got my butt handed to me on Larch. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, you know, Jay could tell stories like, oh, my gosh, who is this guy? <laughs> Here we go. I guess where it's a no drop ride. So we'll be fine. Um, but that was that was three years ago that I really got into road biking. And um, as Jake uh, kind of give a quick re- recap of what I've been up to this last weekend, I just finished the STP. And it was actually the third year anniversary of that lower leg injury that I had had to have surgery for and rehab from. And I remember the one year anniversary that I, you know, could finally walk again, was out of the crutches. Like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to do the STP in one day. There you go. (laughs) So one year anniversary to the day, 206 odd miles all in one day. And you know, that on a kinda, recently rehabbed leg, on a recently, <laughs> you know, atrophied everything is like oh, a little yeah. twig, but you know, that was, that was really where I found some peace. You know, it's like, you yeah. know, everybody struggles with these things in their life, whether it's, you know, mental or physical. And it's so awesome to overcome those. Yeah. Yep. And then last year, my dad and I did it in two days together. And then this year, dad and I did it again. And we brought two others. So my girlfriend, Annie, joined us for yeah, the second nice. day. Yep. And his uh, longtime friend, Jeannie, from mm-hmm. Medford, came up all the way up to Seattle. And we all did it in two days. We had a blast. So I've doubled my enrollment every year. That's and so cool. next year, we need to get eight people out there, there for my, my little squad. And, yeah. you know, we're going to have a great time. And it, it's just so much fun, yeah. you know, getting yeah. to... Everybody's got a different story into cycling. Not a whole lot of people start from yeah. young kids. And like, you know what? I'm on a youth development team. I'm going to be great. Yeah. Nels Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, if we could all go back in time and have started that way. Yeah. yeah. The STP is the Seattle to Portland ride. So Portland. Uh, most most riders do it in two days. It's about it's just a lo- little over two hundred miles, but there are a hearty few who do it in one. So mm-hmm. they usually get about ten thousand riders, give or take. And usually of that, about thirty percent of them or about three thousand of yep. them, two to three thousand of them will do the one day variety. Mm-hmm. And then of that, I think that there's usually somewhere between three and four hundred people that will do the chipped version of it. So mm-hmm. you basically get a chip from uh, the folks that run STP mm-hmm. and the second you go under the start your chip starts on, and then it's basically the a big 206 mile yep. time trial down yep. to uh, Portland wow. and that is uh yeah that that hurts Talk, <laughs> was was your injury a football injury it was not it was more recreational it's okay involved a hatchet Mm-hmm. No, and I've some heard, wood split. I've heard oh, bits wow. and pieces of this story. There was a ride once where I think you told me. There bits are some and pieces videos on my Instagram of me back in the emergency department. Yeah, you know, I work in the emergency department on the weekends, and uh-huh. I was supposed to show up for my shift in a couple hours. I was trying to finish up some yard work and splitting a lot of wood at my parents' property. And oh, come on, Jesse, dinner's ready. Okay, almost done. Whoops. And Oops. then you were in the emergency oh. department. And then I was in the emergency yet. department. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Not on the v. Clock. <laughs> I, I don't think I can work today. Oh, what's going on? Oh, that's why you're, that's why your leg's in a bed. I'll be your patient here in a second, actually. <laughs> they take great care of you, and that's alluded to rebound. They have great. Okay. They're local. Yes. Um, yep. So I think most of us, maybe not, I don't know who did your back, Lance, but... It's probably somebody. It was rebound. It was rebound. So yeah. every, no, I've, I've had Evan gets, rebound. you know, he's sensitive surgeries for yeah. rebound. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying we need a sponsorship yeah. here. There you <laughs> go. I'm going to say, yeah, re, rebound, rebound surgeons definitely are, are sending quite a few of the cyclists. You name it, you back. guys, this, this STP ride, the Seattle to Portland, if you don't think you mm-hmm. can do a bike ride around your neighborhood, let alone a 207-mile bike ride from Seattle to Portland, you name the body size, you name the ethnicity, you name the gender. Yeah. 
they're out there. The bike type, they're crushing. Yeah, there was so so. I'll I'll do my my backpedal is basically John Hoffman finished it in one day, which was awesome today. He's a triathlete on dial yep. dry, and uh, Cassie finished it in two, which was awesome. She's never done back to back century days in her life, yeah, so that was huge, cool. Huge effort. But she told me she saw a guy on a skateboard doing it. Rollerblades, rollerblades, and there was a unicycle doing it. Yep. <laughs> to me, of those three, I'm most amazed by the skateboard. I could not imagine skateboarding. Yeah, they're out there every STP. Year. That's incredible awesome. yeah. to skateboard that race. Like I don't that. know if you can skateboard up hills, and there's, you know, I know five thousand feet of elevation. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So impressive. Yeah. And it's just you know the determination. Is he switching? Like you have you have no, to switch, switch legs. legs. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. gonna that leg's gonna be. I mean, I skateboarded a ton as a kid. There's no. If I skateboarded two miles, if I'd skateboarded a 5K, I would have been toast. There's no <laughs> way. Like, yeah. It's just inspirational. I mean, oh, I yeah. you know, I think there's three groups of people that go out and do the STP. They all finish eventually, but you got the cruisers, you know, they're having mm-hmm. a good time. You got the crushers, yeah, and you got the bonkers, you know. Yeah. They're either going crazy fast or they're going crazy fast for a little bit, and then they bonk. Yeah. <laughs> the and then you get to see them again. Because they haven't decided what they want to do. But it's amazing. There's 10,000 people. And it's so well supported. You got over 700 volunteers come out mm-hmm. for this. Cascade Bicycle Club puts on a great event. Yep. But you, it is so funny how often you see the same people. You get guys with zip ties all over their helmet, like little spikes. And you're like, man, I saw you five miles ago. I thought we passed you. <laughs> or you see guys, with, we saw this one guy who kept passing with a watermelon helmet. That's so awesome. Not actually made out of a watermelon, yeah. unfortunately, but <laughs> what a just, like celebration of yeah. Pacific Northwest cycling. Like that's yeah. basically what that is. It's weird and it's awesome. And it's that's, so awesome. Yeah, Two twos, to unicorn need, yeah, horns. There you go. <laughs> triple tandems with five year olds on the back. Just they're crushers. Yeah. They're doing it. That's yeah, so awesome. It's so cool. So, <laughs> so talk, get out on your bikes, guys. You can yeah. do it. Tunk, you're are, you work in emergency department. Are you a physical therapist? Are you trying to get in medical school? What's your story? I'm applying to medical school right now. Mm-hmm. So okay. during my, my, my Monday through Friday, I work at OHSU on a clinical research team with an oncology. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, I work as a scribe in the emergency department. So, okay. mm-hmm. you know, very, it's kind of the dichotomy of medicine. You get to see these really acute medical emergencies in the emergency department. Then you have these chronic diseases, uh, m- many different types yeah. of cancer, which, you know, affects every single one of us in different ways. And you get to see just the different, approaches to sickness and also in health and sadness and life and death and it is such a special little part of my life that I'm in right now I've got no clinical training I've just Mm -hmm. get to observe these clinicians and these patients all going through very different things but there are themes that you know just keep repeating themselves over and over again and it's amazing to see Mm -hmm. you know just through determination sometimes how you know, how they can really rally and their families around them and just to get to see, you know, how people enjoy their lives. And so it's a lot of the times it's like, you know, Matt, I just want to be able to swim normally. Again, right. 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 It's, yeah. It goes to the emergency department. Like I won't be able to do my race next week. And yeah. other persons I get to see at OHSU and the oncology department, it's like, you know, I just want to be able to see my daughter get married next month. Right. And so it's, mm-hmm. you know, life yeah. is precious. And if, is. when we get to talk about things that we enjoy so much, like cycling, like, and get to see 10,000 people out there doing it in one weekend, man, that's cool. Yeah. Really puts things into perspective. Yeah. It does. It's like, you know what? I, I think I can go 15 more miles, even though right. I ha- only had one cup of coffee today. I'm kind of struggling right now. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> so you're getting your observation hours up at before you're applying to medical school and hoping to get in medical school for this fall? Yep. So this coming fall, mm-hmm. hopefully matriculate in 2020. Okay. Yeah. 
And are you going to try to train and race through medical school? That <laughs> we'll sounds see, like a we'll deal. See. You'll order. be able to do it. Don't worry. You will. So Mount yeah. Tabor Series is great. Put on by River City Bikes. Yep. Love it. This is their 67th year of doing this series. I think <laughs> River longest. City Bikes has been doing it for the last 25 or so. Yeah. But um, the, I raced Cat Force. Yeah. Uh, and the second place for the series uh, is actually a third year. And so yep. after every race, we get a chat, and oh. I'm, I live up by OHSU He's a third and year medical student. at OHSU, and oh, I cool. talk to a lot of physicians. Like, yeah, you know, I really like this biking thing; it's kind of cool. But you know, yeah. once I get to medical school, I won't be able to do anything. Like, and these docs are like, yeah, right. Yeah, one it's, of the docs I get to work with at uh, Legacy Salmon Creek, she's like, yeah, well, during my residency, that's when I did my two Ironman. Yep. <laughs> and another yeah. one's like, you know, does a lot of these triathlons, sometimes mountain yeah. bike, and I think. What are those called, Evan, when they do the mountain biking off-road series? Xterra. Xterra, yeah. You won't be able to stay sane if you don't do yeah. something. You always yeah. got to have something else to distract you from, you know, yeah. if, what challenges. Like, if it's just, oh, I got this, you know, board's coming up. How am I going to mm-hmm. do this? It's like, you got to exercise. Because yeah. to me, you know, recovering from my injuries or just the busyness of life, bicycling or exercising in general, granted, it's something I've always been doing. But especially on a team, it's that's where I get to find kind of my... It's, you know, my mental health. Yeah. It's like, you know, if I'm not out on my bike it's, a couple it's times a week. More, yeah, it's like more important to do that when you're in. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, uh, one of the best cyclists I've ridden with was this kid who was kind of a neo pro out in Colorado when I lived out there and we'd ride together. And he was in medical school at that time and was, I mean, fat, he, he had never been that fast. He was so structured with his training. Yeah. And I even found in myself when I was in PT school with some of the most structured training I've ever done in my life was when, you know, you're busy down to the hour, but it, yeah. it keeps you sane yeah because yeah. you can only study so much. like studying for the mcat it's you like, can only okay, study I've got, so much yeah, i've got work <laughs> for these nine hours today so yep. i know i got to get my workout in i got to wake up at 5 30 i got to do it yep. or on thursdays when we have our yeah. little zwift sesh online okay yeah. well i gotta know i gotta be back <laughs> home and plugged in and get everything ramped up for that but then afterwards you know hop back on the yeah. on the desk and, and it, ma- it, it makes your studying so much more i used to even yeah. plan just 45 minute blocks of studying yeah it's funny because i had friends who would study on a saturday for like seven eight hours and be like why why are you studying for seven eight like like I would study 45 minutes, train, study 45 minutes, train. But that 45 minutes or hour is so structured in how yeah. you study that it's, you know, the equivalent of two or three hours if you're not, you know, zoned in. I, I went to dental school at OHSU. I did not do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I basically, I, I w- it was like 110 hours a week, yeah. you know. Dental school brutal, though. It, it, I've heard dental school is just I don't think it's crazy. as hard as medical school, but it's all yeah. But I had two kids during dental school, oh, God, and yeah, my, my free time just whoosh, gone. I had yeah. zero kids. So I just got <laughs> fat and really out of shape when yeah. I was in dental school. Yeah. That was me. So yeah. I did it wrong, apparently. You turned it around at some point, you know. <laughs> I, I think I've turned it around now because I'm fairly young, and I'm retired now, and uh, my kids are all gone because I had go. my kids young. <laughs> you, so. did, you did the reverse retirement <laughs> the thing. Reverse you did. thing. <laughs> I front-loaded. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Jake, backpedal? Yeah, I um, didn't race on Monday. I was sick. That kind of sucked. I was heartbroken. Did you go down it. and I, watch I, it? You know, I didn't even go. Um, yeah. We had an opportunity to kind of get the ball rolling on heading out on our camping trip a little bit early, and my son actually wasn't feeling 100% either, so we just decided to skip it all together and, and kind of just change gears into camping mode, uh, which was spectacular. We drove down to... Um, uh, Diamond Lake, Oregon, and that's, gosh, it's just a stone's throw away from Crater Lake, 
and while down there we did the whole crater lake uh you know family trip and drove around the rim and yeah, did some hiking yeah. down to the water and saw all the the spots and took a crap ton of pictures um i took my bike with me and opted not to do it because there was a lot of people out driving around and i just didn't want to abandon my family while i did that ride i mean it's a it's a fairly decent it's like a 40 mile ride around crater lake it's it's five or six thousand feet of elevation yeah. gain it's not just an easy romp yeah and there's very little shoulder. So if there's busy traffic, yes. it can be sketch. It, yeah. it was like the quintessential day. It was like bright blue skies with a couple like puffy clouds in the sky. It was the perfect temperature and the park was pretty packed. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I just don't want to put myself in that situation to be that guy out there on the bike. And I only saw probably two or three other cyclists out there the whole time riding. And, you know, I'm just going to spend time with my family instead yep. of that and went back and rode around the lake later yeah. on that night. So that that to me, Jake, is one of the most beautiful places on earth, honestly, of, of, of everywhere I've saw of, that I've seen out here in the Pacific. Yeah. Northwest, I would say there, there's two that stick out in my mind was the enchantments. Looking at Dragon Tail Pass yep. and the enchantments sure. was one of the most beautiful things I'll ever see in my life. And Crater Lake is right there. The blue yeah. of that lake is it's incredible. You cannot describe it. Like if you look at a picture, like oh yeah, you totally photodoctor. Yeah, no, no, it is that blue? And, and it's, it's blue. That that's like the. I mean, pictures can be great, but that's one of those places where it's like you like have to be there to experience. Like yeah. sitting up on that ridge yeah. and just how far down that is. It's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's over a thousand feet deep. It's one of it's the yeah. deepest lake in the. Uh, I'm in pretty North sure North America it's the deepest. It, it's lake, one of yeah. the deepest lakes in the world, and it's mm-hmm. the cleanest water in the world too. So. Yeah. That's pretty. Amazing. That's where Loch Ness is. Has to be. <laughs> That's Nessie. where Nessie is. Are you can so. Nessie could hide for a thousand years down there. Nobody's <laughs> ever going to see her. So you know, And aside from that, we did some hiking. We did uh, some fishing. Caught some fish. Um, gosh, we did some family rides, which was kind of fun. And then I got out on the bike and did a couple workouts just to try and keep some semblance yeah. of fitness, which is hey, you're having. You're having an awesome summer. That's though. exactly I'm what I wanted yeah. to have. Yep. So it was funny while I was out there, though. Yeah. I was looking at all the segments when I was riding the road bike. And of course, they're all owned by our own Chris Handel, Mr. Joey <laughs> Jones, Jr. Gone. Shabadoo. <laughs> I gave one of them kind of an effort. And I was I started to wait too soon. I didn't warm up. And I was tired. I had, had We hadn't eaten dinner yet. And he crushed me by like 55 seconds on a, <laughs> like a It's like 11-mile loop around there. I'm like, God, around I Diamond so, Lake. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think that we have a good perspective. Like, I've, I've started to realize this. Like, guys on the team recently, we got some guy i mean one of them sitting at the table with us here too people who are gaining fitness at a rate that since we're insulated in this team i don't think we realize how actually fit some of our like quote unquote cat four quote unquote master riders all the fitness i lost they're they're running around picking it up (laughs) i'm pretty sure yeah (laughs) well i just got my mandatory upgrade so I was there goes the winning i was going with three now cat three i was going to email you a mandatory (laughs) upgrade so I'm looking forward to Guyvin and I are both going to be the newly minted Cat Threes next God, season. We got so we got some work to do. Get Nate, yeah. Nate up there too with you guys, and yeah, oh, it's going to be. Shout out to run. Nate and Alan on our oh, team yeah. this last week. They came out to support me for the last race of uh-huh. the seven week series at Mount Tabor. Yeah, yeah. You know, we tried to throw together a little lead out train at the end. I think we uh-huh. got some. You know, uphill lead out trains are kind of hard, but we threw it together and yes, you know a, we laid it down a team sky ask yeah. out train that's awesome. nate threw up a video on youtube so maybe we can include Ooh, a leak in the it, yeah. in the description that here, would be awesome yeah, yeah. I, I watched that and it was it was really fun to watch you can see nate doing his work and yeah. his watts were pretty big oh, i mean he's like sure seven eight nine hundred watts or something like that in the lead out and then yeah. all of a sudden jesse comes flying around at the end like a little cannonball <laughs> just flying uphill and you hear nate yell go Yeah, it was awesome so yeah it was Alan came out two weeks ago. Yeah. Mike came uh-huh. out the week before that. Unfortunately, when Mike came out, we was 
we got rained out. I've never oh, seen a race get rained out before, but the lightning strikes probably contributed to that. Was that when the tornado hit in Portland? Yep. I was camping yep. during that. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> thought that we were just getting destroyed. We had no cell service there. I so. had no idea you guys could even get hey. tornadoes out here. That blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, it's like a they're minor yeah. funnel cloud. Okay. Yeah. Who knows if we still touch down? I'm used like the Midwest some cows fell over. Yeah. I'm used to the Zeno Ohio tornadoes. Right. No. All right. This thing's gonna tear apart a town here for the next. Dorothy stayed put. Okay, go. good. Yeah. <laughs> I did find one mountain bike trail that Chris Handel had not touched. <laughs> I did, I did bring bike. one. Don't tell it. Home you can't me. tell it now because yeah, he's going to go find it. So you that's the yeah. point. That's, yeah. that, he's all about the incentive. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so um, got home, did a couple training rides just to try and start finding my fitness and looking forward to coming out to short track tonight. So it was, uh, it's been a nice week. No racing. Um, hopefully we have some racing reports for you next week. So, mm-hmm. um, nice. Let's let's jump into our lead out news. We're going to keep this really quick and short because we're already forty five minutes into this. Um, forty five minute backpedal. Yeah, I'm there not you surprised. Go. This was you a good called backpedal, it. Though. <laughs> it was a crucial <laughs> backpedal. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, why did you give us a quick and dirty on the on the tour. tour? Yes. Oh man, yeah. Okay, so we are going into week two here. Uh, interesting little thing that they did. Uh, there was so Jake had pointed out two cool little stats one one that i had found and one that he had found in the first 10 stages of the tour yeah there were 10 different winners yeah that that does not happen that often no it really does not which was so cool because i really think even though i think the building storm of the gc contention may be looking very one-sided here coming up the 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 other characters throughout the, the tour so far has been awesome uh, Thomas De, uh, DeGent on stage nine, I believe. Yep. Correct. Stage nine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or was it stage eight? Stage eight or nine? I, it was one of those two. But One of those eight. two. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Thank you. Yeah. Stage eight. Uh, really tough, lumpy stage. He is in the break by, I mean, at some point by himself for a good portion of it too for basically it was the first break that tried to go mm-hmm. and he was in it from the start and stays away and wins by a few seconds. Not that long. Like he he yeah. won by what was it like twenty thirty seconds? I think no. was the chasing peloton. No, it was like six seconds. Oh yeah, it was even less. Yes. Okay, yeah, it was it was not. And a it lot wasn't of the whole chasing peloton. There were like two was, other guys it was, behind him. It was yeah. a whittled down group yeah. too. But yeah, yeah, he, amazing. Um, just absolutely incredible. And one of those chasing guys, of course, being um, who was who who were the two chasers again? It was I don't remember now. I I forget. But strong group right behind him, and sure. I mean, guy was able to hold on, which is just. Imagining that's incredible to think that you're away for that long and it comes down to less than 10 seconds on you staying away for a stage win. Um, And then you've got stage 10, uh, Woot, Wout, 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 Wout. Van Art. Yes, I've made sure to pay attention. (laughs) Finally gets his stage win. Yeah, that's a big moment for him. Speaking of characters in the tour who deserve a stage win, this guy who has done nothing but incredible things since the start of this tour gets a sprint win outpipping Peter Sagan and Caleb Ewan. Yep. No, and Viviani. And Viviani. Viviani yeah. He, I mean, he got Viviani by like it was, three inches. And it wasn't like some like nice drafting. He comes out on the left like way early. <laughs> well, yeah, and like Viviani tried to come early. around him and he yeah, couldn't. couldn't. He had the advantage. He, has he could the, not get around him. I mean, you're talking about a guy who can team time trial the legs off anybody and can out sprint. I mean, Caleb Ewan and Viviani and Peter yeah. Sagan. Yep. Like that, that, that's the level of cyclist that you're talking about with this guy, yeah. which is incredible. It's going to be fun to watch. But unfortunately on stage 10, so there were crosswinds. Every year there's going to be some stage that you look at and you're like, oh, that, that, doesn't, that looks like a moving day. And there's going to be crosswinds and somebody's going to get caught out. 
And unfortunately for anybody looking for a good GC battle this year, Team Ineos was so intelligent. They got their entire team up to the front, strung the Peloton out, and you got Pinot gets caught out, Quintana gets caught out. Richie Port. Um, Richie Port gets Fugelsang. caught out. Fuglesong gets caught out. There was guys when that was happening that were going back to team cars to get I have no idea what they're bottles thinking. and food. And all of a sudden, I mean What it, are they thinking? Yeah. They're doing that. And after they were already making those attacks. I mean, th- that stuff yeah. was already starting to transpire and start to take like why are you sending them back right yeah. now? Things are about ready to explode and you're you know yeah. <laughs> you're this taking is, a natural break, you're going I, back to your water. What are you doing? And I don't want to continue to rag on this team, but Trek is the most incompetent big money team in the history of cycling. Trek is a disaster. I mean, they have so much talent on that team. Yeah. And you're telling me that you can't get to the front of the Peloton in a moving day stage when the crosswinds come? Like so, you gotta protect Richie there. What are you doing? This it's, this shows how smart I am in my <laughs> tour picks. You are yeah. I picked yeah. Richie Port yeah. for the overall win. Who is on Trek Secafredo? Yeah. Who is Sucking. Yeah. Trek Sicafredo is not well, doing good at all. The only dumber dumber pick is Bardet. I mean, good God, he's yeah, I, he lost I, time today. I haven't too. even seen his team. He's, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even sure where his team AG2R, I'm not even sure if they're in the tour. Yeah. Like I you only see Bardet and he'll come across the line like one of his teammates is like dying in the back. He'd be like, Where's the entire team? Like, where are they? But I think the the saddest one there was that Pinot lost time. Because I think yeah, he, he was he was in third place yeah. and he lost a he was in and a half. position where he could really jostle with with Ineos, but yep. Ineos, you got Thomas and Bernal right there in the GC position they want. You got Krushwick from um, uh, uh, Jumbo, who's still there, but I mean outside of that, everybody Alec else. Philippe, though, what's going to happen there? How long is he going to hold on to that jersey? Yeah, and the, what's he going to do when we start climbing? God, if he can hold on, how awesome would that be? The guy that everybody's like, oh yeah, no, he's a he's a you know Ardennes classic guy. He's yeah, a he's brand. a puncher. Love it. Yeah. And what if he holds on on the Tumale stage, which is as we were looking before, this is like a twenty k climb with a seven percent average. <laughs> if he can hold on on that day. France is going to lose their mind if Alaphilippe yeah. wins. That man will never buy a meal the rest of his life if he <laughs> wins the tour this year. <laughs> I, I, it's pretty unlikely that he'll, he'll and, keep yeah. it. I mean, Ineos has more matches than yeah, anybody else. Yeah. He's going to be in trouble. Yeah. yeah. But who? We'll Still, see. Yeah. It's been, it's been su- today, which wasn't supposed to be that exciting, was a super yeah. exciting stage yeah. to yeah. watch. It's fun to watch, yeah. Yeah. It is. All right. Um, locally, we have a teammate. Um, his name is Jay Hamlin. Super cool guy. He is 69 years young. Yep. Still pinning on the number. Yep. Still going out and racing. And he is just an inspiration to me because I get to look at him and say, my gosh, I get to go out and do this for another 25, 30 years because awesome. Jay's doing it, you know? So yeah. I'm going to be Jay when I get to me be and that Me and have a couple more lifetimes, apparently. <laughs> so that's awesome. So he's and like he's, three times your guy's yeah, age. Exactly. And he's so fun yeah. to ride with and talk to as well because he's talking about like the racing that he was doing back in the 70s. I'm like, my God, that's he's insane. been racing as long as I've been alive. That is so <laughs> He's a wealth cool. of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And he's just a just a class act, a super nice guy. So Jay's out doing a training ride. He's getting ready for the Red Hook crit. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's talking to me about how he's been doing his weight training and he's getting his, his rides in and working the red on Red Line his, crit. August third. What did I say? You said Red Hook. That's, That's the, the one Coast. in New York. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Red, red line. Which the one red also? Line. No, Jay's <laughs> going to do red line. He's in the Pro One Two class. <laughs> 
Red Hook, sorry. Anyway, thanks for the correction. Yep, um, anyhow, he's out doing a ride on the spring water. And yep. you guys know the spring water a heck of a lot better than I do. I've only been on it, I think, once I in my life. Yeah, um, I've been on it once. I'm sure Lance has been on it. No, Jesse's been on it. It's before. like a 20-mile trail through the suburb areas of Portland. There's starts a few at the south waterfront yeah. and goes all the way north up to PDX. It goes okay. And it goes all the way to Boring, oh, wow. Oregon. I didn't know it goes all the way to PDX. Yeah, cool. yeah, it goes. It goes. Yeah, and it it goes through Oregon City and yeah, yeah. several several <laughs> different. There's stop signs and whatnot, but it's a nice trail. Yeah, it's a multi-use trail, yeah, so multi-use you can trail. runners out there, rollerbladers, and but it's predominantly used for cycling, correct? Yes, well. and and dog walkers <laughs> and and walkers and and women in yoga pants pushing strollers. And yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and stay off that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's out riding and he sees a couple chaps, clean cut guys walking on the road, uh, the little trail and they start doing some weird stuff and Jay's keeping an eye on, but he's not thinking anything of it. And the next thing he knows as he's passing them, they violently, violently attacked him. They pushed him off his bike down into a ravine, into some blackberry bushes and proceeded to run down there after him and were trying to yank his bike away from him. The way that he landed, he like hit his head pretty good and sprained his neck. And then they, uh, his foot got one of his foot feet got um, I think unclipped and like kind of tied up in the frame of the bike. And the way that the bike was laying on him, he couldn't get it out. These guys started to pull the bike away from him, and in doing that, he couldn't get out. They ended up dragging him for over twenty feet through the blackberry bushes, bushes and onto on the, the trip, asphalt, onto the asphalt. Yeah, and were screaming at him, "Let go, let go!" He couldn't get out. He was stuck. And so here he is, like you know, beaten up and bruised and battered, 69 year old man. And these guys end up, you know, stopping and figuring out that, yeah, his foot was taken or stuck in there. They unstick his foot and they run off with his bike and left him, left him there. And he, Jay got up and he's got now got a severely sprained ankle. He's got a sprained neck. He's got cuts. He's so beat up. His 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 face was just scratched up. And for me, I had nothing, no idea that this happened because when I was down in diamond Lake, There was zero cell service down yeah. there, and the the Wi-Fi at the lodge where I was staying, where we were supposed to be able to go and get connectivity, mm-hmm. um, was down for a good chunk of the time while we were yeah. there. And it was a six-mile bike ride for me to get to the lodge, so it was kind of a pain in the butt. But I had no idea that any of this was going on. And I come home and like there's a bunch of stuff. I'm like, what? What's going on? And I read this. I'm like, oh my lord! So I called up Jay like immediately and kind of got the whole accounting from him. And this poor guy, man, he. Mm-hmm. That was like his life, like for the rest of his yeah. life bike. I mean, it was a bike that he'd been wanting and dreaming about for 20 years. And a years guy that build. deserves a bike like, I mean, yeah. talk about people yeah. who deserve like that a super retirement nice life bike. Colnago, yeah. and that yeah. he was going to, you know, ride off into the sunset with. And, and you know, yeah. that was his, his pride and joy. It's gone now. His kit's trashed. His helmet's broke. His uh, Garmin 1030 that was on there was gone. Yeah. And I'm oh not sure God. of the specifics. I, I still need to get this from Jay. But um, according to him, his homeowner's insurance is not going to cover any of this. Mm. So he's pretty yeah. much 100% out. Oh, my gosh. And what's cool, though, is his his wife wrote a post up and tagged him in it and basically like said, this is what happened. Yeah. I think maybe it was Jay posted. But anyway, mm-hmm. whoever posted this post, there was a picture of uh, a couple of pictures of Jay's bike. And then there was Jay like beaten up and bloody and and then there was um another picture of him racing you know showing him and doing what he loves and she posted that up and it got viral and it started mm-hmm. spreading all over i mean it's got thousands of shares and it's got yeah. thousands of comments and thousands of like uh you know reactions yeah. to it and he's since been on the news um he yep. was actually interviewed by another news station this morning oh wow mm-hmm. and it was kind of neat because i have a lot of friends in southern california 
that I see my friends down in Southern California. I didn't personally share it, but they were sharing it down there, and everybody's chiming in, going, "What in the world?" Because he's wearing terrible. a dial kit. Yeah, well, they, they did that. Yeah, Some actually. people contacted yeah. me, like, "Is this guy on your team?" I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. yeah. So, well, and this um, is the good thing with that is now that bike is very visible in yes. a wider region, which yes. is the most important thing. Yeah, and it's um, it's a custom painted bike. Yeah. It's it was a, it sticks the, out like it's an awesome bike. UAE, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. it was one of their yep. team bikes when Black you got and the, red. Yeah, yep, exactly. So everybody should go and look at that. Like anybody who's hearing this right now, go on Jake's dial, Facebook, anything like that. Look up the picture of that bike. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the, the cycling community has been fantastic. Everybody's like, how can we help this guy out? I mean, this is such a terrible thing. This is one of our own. And we started a GoFundMe page because, you know, he doesn't have a lot of extra income because he's on a fixed income as being retired now to go out and replace this bike. And he's pretty much out of luck. So we started to GoFundMe yesterday and it's all, Gosh, it's already up to, it's getting close to like 2,500 bucks, which is pretty That's awesome. Good. But, you know, and not to mention the fact that he's going to have medical bills that yep. are going to come out. This, this. Is, so, oh um, but anyway, if, if any of you guys want to know more about this, you can go to the, um, the dialed podcast, uh, Facebook page. We have it mm-hmm. posted up there. It's got the story of what happened. You can watch the, the, the news uh, segment that they did on it. And we have the GoFundMe there. If you want to make a uh, contribution, even if it's mm-hmm. just five or 10 bucks, I mean, all yeah. of it's going to help out Jay and it's all about Jay at this point in time. And yeah. we just wish nothing more than for him to, you know, feel better. And for these, these punks that did this to him to be you know, apprehended yeah. at some point in time yeah. and to, to make Jay whole, you know, let's let's rally together and yeah. let's all kind of come together and just chip in a few bucks and you mm-hmm. never know what that's going to amount to help offset his costs and, and get him set up so that he maybe, can get back maybe we racing. can get in contact with Colnago too and maybe, maybe. they can they can yeah. help us out because yeah. that's yeah that that could happen that that's yeah. probably not a bad idea so yeah um yeah so hopefully we'll get jl set up uh, yeah so that's our local stuff um any other news boys that you guys want to share they were pretty good. It's All mostly right. tour-centric news now, <laughs> this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> so guess what? Guess what? The, the hot, hot seat. seat. <laughs> Sorry. The effects. That was for so you, Matt. <laughs> uh, the hot seat's back. We haven't done the hot seat since the first week of May. So let's, uh, let's run around the table. As per usual, none of us have shared any of our questions. We're going to get our mm-hmm. raw reactions, and we're going to share some topics with some questions for uh, all the guys sitting here. Nobody better have the same question as me because then i got to change. So. <laughs> uh, Lance, why don't you start us? I'm going to use the same question I used uh, on the Move oh, I like podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I asked uh, Lance and George and Christian Armstrong who their favorite tour rider of all time was or, uh, or just cyclist of all time. Okay. So I think Jesse just raised his hand. Oh, wait, who's scratching his head? I'm scratching my head. <laughs> Jesse, start us off. I'm going to pick on you. Don't go back very far in my cycling knowledge. You've only been racing. I've only been racing for like three years. Last, right? Yeah, I've been yeah. racing for the last two, riding for the last three. This is all really new to me. But of course, growing up in the U.S., only cyclist I knew of. My dad was has been involved in the pharmaceutical oncology industry. Yeah, so Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, of course. You bet. I had yep. ten of those Livestrong race, those little bracelets. Yeah. I, you know, hearing his story and his reflections now, in the interview, he's, you know, Lance, would you, would you change anything about what's happened? No, because that's what got me to where I am yeah. here today, mm-hmm. and you know that resonated with me. Be it what you will about your thoughts and reflections on his personality and you know the things that he's done in the, you know for the sake of success and the things he's done to other persons. But I resonated with that. It's, you know, there are no coincidences in life. Everything that happens to you happens for a reason. 
I mm-hmm. believe so. And hearing him and his move podcast, you know, great commentary. And like Lance said, everybody that's met him, you know, really yeah. outside of racing potentially has had some good things to say. I have to say that he's a lot more humbled these days and yes. a lot more um, just a, just a good guy. And I think that yeah. the fact that all of that stuff came out is it's good for him because I think he's a better human being for it. Yes, yep. he lost a lot of money, a lot of lost all of his sponsors and got kicked mm-hmm. out of cycling. And, you know, he was the bad guy for a long yeah. time. But he learned from that and he's yeah. slowly coming back and like even on the tour now if you're watching the msnbc yeah. feed of it on he's nbc on they brought yep. him on they're bringing him on so he's slowly creeping his way yeah. back yeah. in there and he's you know he's charismatic well, and he's this is, got you, stories and yeah and you and you can't erase lance armstrong from he's from got seven wins you can't yeah. like he's got seven yellow I don't jerseys care. i hate whenever anybody's like oh he's never won the tour wink wink it's like no yeah. let's 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 be completely real with this that was an era that they were all had, had, had what dark a great periods story. of cycling. Coming from Texas yeah. as a young exactly. kid, you yeah. know, getting all these small sponsors and, yeah. you know, making his way up through the chain. And he did really advance a lot of the field yeah. for oncology and publicity and yeah. helped a lot of people. You know, he also hurt a lot of people too, but we can all learn from yeah. him. He's kind of the, the, the perfect human in that sense. A lot of dark to him, perfectly a lot of light broken. To him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's, Gosh. I think. I think what, what I love about Lance's era too is we had these American cycling heroes that were not your, you know, come from Silver Spoon sort of background. Not that there's any problem with that, but they were really, I mean, they kind of went to the core of cycling, which cycling at its core was a poor man's sport for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was in Europe. I mean, it, it was known as like the boxer sport, basically. It yep. was not a, if you, if you grew up well to do, you weren't like, oh, I think I'm going to go try the Tour de France. No, it was an yeah. incredibly hard thing to do. And, that's that was that American core group, the Hincappy, the Armstrong, the you know, I mean, Bob Roll is another great example. If anybody wants to hear the Bob Roll story, yeah. but yeah, I just listened to a great interview oh, about him, yeah, too. He just, great story. So, Lance, to answer awesome your question, story. um, I don't have I don't know everybody that's ever raced yeah, that's a tour, good. yeah, but he made an impact in my life, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I agree with you, it's I, I defended him for so long that you know and believed yeah. him for so long that he was clean that when he finally came out man i was just pissed yeah yeah i That's just fair. felt like i'd been yeah. slapped in the face so then i didn't want to defend him at all yeah mm-hmm. you know and didn't even want to mention him but but these last few years <clears throat> he has really done a lot to help his his image and who he is and he's tried to be really forthcoming with his with his forgiveness and with his mm-hmm. honesty now. The question always is, is he really being honest now? If he lied to us so convincingly yeah. for a decade, how do I believe him now? But I want to believe I think that there's, he is being honest. Yeah, now. I still think yeah. there's a certain element of who he was in him, and he's mm-hmm. probably still fighting that demon. I mean, yeah. one of the best predictors of future behavior is past behavior. My right. wife will tell you that as a board-certified yeah. behavior analyst yes. and a PhD <laughs> psychologist. Yeah. He's got some of that in him still, but I think he's learning how to better manage that, and I think he's surrounding himself with better people that yeah. are helping guide him through some treacherous yeah. water so that he can get back into a situation where he can provide for his family. So, mm-hmm. And I want to be a forgiving person. Yes. And, yeah. and want and we should to say, be. you know, okay, I make mistakes, and he yep. made mistakes. His was gigantic and yeah. world changing. Well, yeah. I think it was just the stage that he was <laughs> right. on too. I think I think it's really an interesting look at human behavior because Correct. I mean, I'm sure everybody would like to sit there and say, "Oh, I wouldn't have done what Lance did," but yeah. we're also not incredibly gifted cyclists who have the chance to win the Tour de France. Right. So, yeah, but seven then times. But yeah, I, seven times. Yeah. I get in front of him and I I get twitchy and sweaty, yeah. right? Like, okay, I still 
I still want to shake this guy's hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get <laughs> my twitchiness, and <laughs> sweatiness checked out. Right, awesome. That's a good answer. All right, mm-hmm. Evan, how about you? Richard Varonk. Okay. One of my favorite <laughs> climbers of all time. Do okay. you even know who that is, Tonk? Well, I'm French. It looks like Evan just Googled this name on Wikipedia. No, so I'm asking wanted, some questions here. I wanted I wanted to make sure I wanted to make sure that I got the number of times he won the polka dot jersey, right? Now, here's the problem with Wikipedia. He There's no problems with it. There's so totally let me put valid. it this way. He was caught up in the Festina affair, which was a late eighties, early nineties. Uh, yeah, the the one of the original doping scandals really. So of course I'm sure he was, you know, doping. I think I think while he was writing, I'm not sure if he was ever caught, but I think that he was caught up in the history of it later on. Um, but yeah, I mean he he was an absolute. He was the polka dot jersey wearer for like I think it was like seven consecutive years. They take all of his stats, of course, off of um, um, yeah, right. off of uh, Wikipedia, but. He won the mountain classification 94 to 97, 99, 2003, and 2004, which is just incredible in that era of cycling because there was a lot of good climbers yeah. in that late 90s, early 2000s era. A little bit later in his career too, but he was, I mean, just absolutely dominant in the mountains for such a long time. And he really, he kind of defined the polka dot jersey because there was an era where the guy who would win was usually one of your top polka dot jersey winners. In like the 80s and 70s, especially um, in uh, the Mercs era, Mercs would just win the yellow and the polka dot because <laughs> nobody was getting away from him on the mountains. But Varank really personified that like pure climber. Like absolutely, he would wreck himself on mid-stage climbs and then just get shot out the back at the end of races. But he he was he was such a fun guy to watch and just climbed like the, the guy would just soar uphill. Like if you want to watch some cool attacks, watch those like late 90s tours when he like would attack on the climb like the Tourmalade or the Galabriere and just climb away from yeah. everybody. He'd be in a breakaway for 100K and then just soar up a mountain. It was incredible. Probably was on a lot of drugs, but you know, <laughs> going back to that point, yeah. <laughs> they all were back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Jake? Um, I've got, well, I don't have a GC guy that, that really sticks out and rings with me as being like the guy mm-hmm. that I've always loved. And the two guys that I really like the most, I'm going to throw out two, and they're they're mm-hmm. more modern uh, sprinters. Um, the first one is Marcel Kittle, and there's a reason mm-hmm. for that. It was it was kind of a homer pick for me because um, when I lived in Southern California, um, good friend and and a person that that I've known for gosh over 20 years now, um, the During family, and it's very mm-hmm. close to me. And I actually started working with his son, whose name is Jake During, who is actually a pretty well accomplished um, you know track cyclist here in the United mm-hmm. States and um, a great road racer as well. His dad, Bill During. Is was the owner CEO of Felt Bicycles for a lot of time. So they were uh, clients of ours. I've worked with them when I was like first getting into the whole strength and conditioning scene, and just got to know Bill when he was back with GT, and then got together with Bill. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jim felt to start felt mm-hmm. bicycles. And I watched that company grow from nothing into like kind of a powerhouse, yeah. especially in the triathlon world. So absolutely. Um, in the triathlon world, so yeah. through that whole process, I always rode a felt bicycle and they always took really good care of me. I always had a super nice bike and, um, they sponsored a pro tour team and they were ecstatic about having that opportunity to have people in the pro tour and at the tour de France riding their bikes. And they had that Argos Shimano team and Marcel mm-hmm. was on that. And I yep. remember, when Marcel won um, his first stage, he, he won four stages that year. Mm-hmm. I remember Bill was doing absolute backflips. He was so <laughs> excited. He's like, my bike, my company that I built just, just won, won a, a stage. stage. <laughs> and he won four or three more after yeah. that. So, and 
not only that, then you get to like watch a little bit more of the behind the scenes and, and see what kind of a character Marcel was. Mm-hmm. He is a stand up human being. And they actually did yeah. a um a documentary series on that that team. Um God, I can't remember what the the, the letters I, I keep wanting to say A G two are, but that's that's a different team. Yeah. Um there was I'll I'll remember we'll talk about it later. But anyway, they did yeah. behind scenes it's on that Argos. team. It was Argos Shimano, but they had okay. they had this like saying, uh, and it was like oh, they had to say okay, A I two or A two I two or yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they just did a documentary on this team, and Marcel was like wise beyond his years, and such mm-hmm. a good leader, and such a great motivator for the team, and they were all about the team, and it wasn't about individual egos and whatnot, and it was just great to see this super cool mm-hmm. guy, a little little on the fancy side. They were talking pretty, like showing like young too when he won. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, he had his own like hairdresser that would come in, like cut <laughs> yeah, his hair, hair. guy so, great hair. Yeah. Right. So this guy Buffon, he had Christian Vandeville yeah, hair, he had right? Chipolini yeah. esque exactly. hair. Yeah. yeah, but he was a great guy, and, and I have a lot of respect for him, and I have respect for the fact that he walked away. He he left his team mm-hmm. this year because he had to go find himself. He had to go find yeah. his health. He had to find some mental health. He just needed a break. And the team that he was on was it Katusha, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. just wasn't working out there. And there was stuff, there was whatever. And he walked away from a lot of money to go work on himself. And he'll be mm-hmm. back. And he's still, you know, probably he's what, still young. Probably 30, 29, 30, somewhere I, in there. I was going to guess, yeah, 27, 28 maybe. Because when uh, he was winning his tour stages, he was really young. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always had a, a, yeah. the utmost respect for him. Um, mm-hmm. The other person and i think we're all going to agree on this one is peter sagan and and Mm -hmm. that is because the guy is just so good for the sport yeah i mean there are people that don't know anything about cycling they know Mm -hmm. who peter sagan is is yeah because he's funny he is engaging he is electric he is fun to watch and every time there's some sort of a sprint finish coming around and you see him in that, you know, perennial green Jersey yeah. that he just always has on. You <laughs> yeah. just look for that green. You always know that there's a chance that he's going to win again or make it very interesting. So, yeah. um, and I always get excited every time he wins a stage, I'm like, yeah, I go Peter. And I don't do that for awesome. too many other times. And it's not like, because I, I like the team, the Bora team, it's just, it's him. So, yeah. yeah. And I can remember um, the first time I ever heard of him, um, we had a, when I lived down in Southern California, it was a mountain bike series that we would do every Wednesday or Tuesday mm-hmm. night. And it was called Over the Hump. And he showed up to that one year. Um, oh, seriously? Yeah. Ahead oh, of him awesome. doing the tour of California. And they're like, oh yeah, Peter Sagan's going to come out. He's this up and coming <laughs> guy. And I, I didn't go out there and race that night. And I'm still oh. kicking oh, myself. My. I'm like, I could have met this guy. Like he's like kind of a hero now. Uh-huh. But a, a, quite a few of my friends, they go out there, they got signatures from him and That's they awesome. just said that he was so charismatic and just such a cool guy and he they comes from that that signature for the next 30 years yeah. that could be worth something and yeah. that's another cool thing is like you go watch just go to youtube type in peter sagan and put in like bike stunts or bike tricks oh, or yeah. bike handling yeah this guy can do anything with a bike i mean yep. he's literally jumping his bike up the back of a car and parking it in the the, the bike <laughs> um yeah. you know, storage thing how how do you do that? And the guy can do wheelies for days. It's just like yeah. his bike handling skills are second to none. So I just wish I could be a fraction of who Peter yeah. Sagan oh, is. Oh God, yeah. If I could do anything that that guy does on a bike, it'd be incredible. Yeah. I what mean, do they call him in the move? A quack. Did you yeah. guys listen to that one? Yeah. Quacking. 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 Quacker. <laughs> yeah. What was that? He's aggressive. Definition? He he'll, uh-huh. he'll get the wheel that he wants. Yeah. You know, yeah. he'll go get it. Freelance Quack. wheel yeah. surfer, man. He can get it. He doesn't need a lead out train. He just uses you. He's yeah. like, right. yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just picks the best lead out train. He's like, all right, I'm in this one now. Yeah. Yep. I'm on your team for, for right now until I beat you at the line. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So, those are my two guys. So, sorry for giving no, you two instead of one. That's good. Yours? How about you, Lance? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, 
I guess my current favorite, and not just because he won today, mm-hmm. but has been uh, Wout Van Art. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Uh, I, don't, I mean, we talk about him enough on here. I think we all agree with that. I've, yeah, I've kind of been a super fan of his ever since I started doing cyclocross like three yeah. years ago, and he was the current world champion. Yeah. And you start following him, and you see how he conducts his personal life and what kind of person he actually is, and mm-hmm. then he wins three cyclocross world championships in a row, and you think, oh, man, that's fantastic. <laughs> And, and the fact that he got on a world tour team yep. and then got invited to the, the tour, tour de France yeah. and then just barely missed out on a win, you know, in the yeah. first couple of days. Or and then he wins Derives today. his team to a yeah. team time drives trial his, win. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> just super impressed. Yeah. And yeah, I know. I know they don't give out individual stages for the team time trial, but if you were to give it to a guy, it was, it was him who yeah. won that team time trial. You don't expect to first year guy in the tour to come in yeah. and, and win a stage and is he in the white jersey he is not he's actually okay. again Bernalis right now yeah, um, okay. yeah you know i i talked about my terrible pick for the overall richie port mm-hmm. my dark horse was wout van art which mm-hmm. is also a terrible pick because he is a workhorse on the team mm-hmm. and so he's down like 35 minutes because yeah. in the last few stages he's done his work yeah. and then trailed off which is what you do as a domestique yeah and so, and on that gravel climb stage, he lost a lot. Of, I mean, that's yeah, that's basically it, where he lost his time. That but wasn't his. Nah, what he was supposed to save do. an energy that the day. The only reason yeah. he won today is because the sprinter on his team was caught in the split yep. in the crosswinds. So he makes it in the front group. His the sprinter on his team didn't make the front group, and so the the team director said, "All right, go for it." Who yep. do you think is the stronger sprinter? Who do you think like a mono e mono showdown? Gerdebegger. That guy, that guy's got unbelievable power. Yeah. More than Watt. unbelievable yes. power. Yeah. yeah, better cyclists, absolutely. Okay. than aren't, but yeah. Watt has to sprint from further out. He doesn't have that super high end speed like Viviani does or Caleb Owen. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Owen. Yeah. But you know, if if he goes from, he can't go from a hundred yards or one hundred fifty yards. He's got to go from two hundred fifty yards or three hundred yards. It causes those guys to blow up their engines and, yes. and like peter out before then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, it's like back when we were talking about, you know, the one-day classics when he had that, what was that, that 20K segment in, what was it? It wasn't Flanders. What was the, that was one of the Ardennes classics. Was it the E3 one? Maybe, I forget, but he basically yeah. dragged the group for 20K for 20K. and then won the sprint. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. he dragged some of the best cyclists in the world and he's like, all right, I'm going to leave you all behind and I'm going to win this thing <laughs> in the last 200 meters. Yeah. That's so. nuts. <laughs> all right, let's jump on to our next one. Evan, go. All right. Will two Ineos riders be on the podium? Yes or no? Yes. No. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I said no. Who is it? Okay, no. I said no too. Because Sky had two last year. If they were able to I'm repeat that. say yes. I, who yeah. else? I, I don't think Alaphilippe's going to be there. Okay. I'm with Jake. Yeah. I think yes. Uh, too many other guys got dropped. Yeah. And the two strongest guys that are in the top five are on the are same Benoit team. And Thomas, yeah. yeah. And they're going to work together and yeah. they're going to drop people, but they're still going to both kind of be there. I don't yeah. see one of them. I think they're one and two. Yeah. I think they are going to be one and wow. two. Very and well. it's not going to be close, I think, either. I think it's going to be a massive gap to three. Yeah. It will yeah. remain to be seen what really happens um, in in the mountain stages. Yeah. The, well, the there's going to be the one Oscars. other little thing, too. The, the individual time trial. Mm-hmm. Thomas yeah. is going to be a little scary. bit stronger than there. And. Mm-hmm. I don't. I still don't think though that Bernal's going to lose the time. Yeah, that's going to you know get him out into no man's land outside of the top ten. Yeah, I think if he smells the top five, I think that he'll find the podium somehow. Yeah, well, and there's also. I mean, you just look at that last week. We got enough high high mountain stages that if Ineos dominates a stage and a couple of these teams have bad days, 
Yeah. Which I mean, all all it takes is Pino's team to not get anybody to support him, AG2R's team not to have anybody to support Bardet, and movies start to fall apart, and boom, you got a big time yeah. gap because Indios will just absolutely destroy that pace. In in today's stage, there was a little hint that that when. So most of Team Enios was up front. They yeah. made that front group, right? Mm-hmm. Guess who never took a pull at the front? Bernal? Nope. Who? Durant Thomas. Mm. Durant yeah, were, never yeah. took a pull, but Bernal did. Yeah, and they made okay. mention of that too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Bernal did take several pulls up there. Maybe which, Thomas had his one bad day. Which he may it, have had his one day. It might mean that he is Bernal is taking times. his place. So what's going to yeah. happen to Mountain Stages? Is it going to end up just being Bernal and Grant Thomas? Yeah. Driving at the very end with Bernal on front, which means that he's going to be pretty tired. Pretty tired. Yeah. So it, I, that's why I don't. I we, think we still I haven't just, seen Thomas too. They, they said he came into this weighing a little bit more, so we yeah. haven't really seen the weight come in to be a factor yet on these longer climbs. And, and Bernal's, gosh, what is one hundred thirty pounds? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's and that's things the thing are going to happen there. Yeah, because that 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 uh, gravel climb was more of a power, yeah. a pure kind of power climb. Yeah. I mean, still a brutally hard climb. But you look at you know a guy like Bardet getting blown up. Yeah. Well, there's your skinniest guy right there. So yeah. if it was a pure weight based climb, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of remember when Wiggins won. Yeah. And there was this, a point in time yeah. where um, Froomey was leading him up hills. <laughs> he was dropping him. And yeah. he stopped and he looked over his shoulder and saw that he had dropped Wiggins. And yeah. he had to, like, the team's cars yelling him, get back. And yes, him. He's yeah. like, thinking to himself, he's like, I could destroy him and I could yeah. I could be yeah. on the top podium. But, you know, they put him in his place and, and it worked out that way. I, I kind of see the same thing going to happen. I don't think they would put Bernal in his place, though. I bet if yeah. Bernal starts going and Thomas can't follow, they're just going to say go. I, I think it just depends go. on where they stand. Yeah. And, and like the, the times. So That's true. Here's, mm-hmm. here's a question on top of your question. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, 2020 rolls around. Froome is healthy and he's fit oh, and God. he's good to go. <laughs> what effect could they do the one, two, three? Yeah, absolutely. What, well, are, their, what are their contracts like? Do they are they still all going to be there? I I bet Bernal leaves would be my guess unless they have him under I a long contract. They may have under. Yeah, I, I think it's Thomas's contract. I, think you're I thought right. is coming up sooner. Well, I thought. I, didn't he sign something this Ooh, off maybe season? Maybe he did. Maybe he did. I think he was. Um, he was in a contract. That'd year. be interesting. Though, we got to look into that because that could be awfully interesting. That'd be yeah. huge. <laughs> that's just where that that's where you pick one guy lead the Giro, one guy lead the tour, one guy lead the Vuelta, and if I'm teammates, there you go. You just want all three Grand Tours. That, that's yeah, that could be. Then you got the individuals like, well, I could win all three. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was Frumi's plan for a while. Yeah. I mean, like Frumi wanted to do mm-hmm. all three and win them. So well, he may have he? missed that window, but we'll didn't see. Didn't he have all three jerseys at one time? Um, I think he this did. last. Oh Not yeah, this last year but because year it was a transfer that? year. He yeah. went yeah. Tour Vuelta, and then that next year's Giro. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Tonk, hot seat. Hmm, this is a tough one. Got a lot of good questions from the stuff we talked about today. But in the name of more people on bikes, ooh, I like this. Mm. What would you be willing to do to see somebody on a bike? So give a little bit mm. of background. This last weekend, did the STP. My girlfriend Annie came with. She's getting ready for a triathlon come this next weekend. But I was like, you know what? Gonna put you on my nice bike. Uh-huh. Gonna get you all fitted out. Gonna get some clip-on arrow bars, and you're just gonna crush it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a bigger smile on her face. <laughs> my dad's yeah. like, "Damn, she looks like an athlete." <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's we've all ridden nice bikes. It's just something that you get on like a nice bike, and you're like, "This makes a big difference." It does. And you know, I was I've got 
you know, luckily I was in a position where I could help her get out there. And, you know, I pulled a lot of them all the way down from Seattle. But it was, you know, just to see that smile on her face. And granted, I gave up my baby. You mm-hmm. rode your cross bike. I rode you? my cross bike with wow. some 38 C tires on oh, it with wow. a <laughs> one by setup. Of course, I put a 50 on the front. Yeah. But, uh, uh-huh. Did you do any little detours? Like go hit some like little dirt sections, little rap, rap, rap. Just in the parking lots. <laughs> oh, okay. Jumped off some curbs. It was fun. <laughs> but, and then this whole week, you know, I mm-hmm. will sacrifice PIR. She's going to get all dialed in, get ready for a race. But, it, you know, it's worth it to me. A little bit of sacrifice, granted, it's for somebody I love. But, mm-hmm. What would you be willing to do to see one more person on a bike? God, Tong's a so much better human being than me. I'm incredibly <laughs> selfish when it comes to like my totally own messed up my time. fit. I'll probably never be able to get I'm the same so fit on my bike. Selfish with that. I okay. would. So my my dad this year is going to be doing Ragbri coming up, which I had mentioned to you guys earlier. I would in these upcoming years plan a, a long ride with him. Yeah. What, what, whether that means rag bri or I'd probably drag him out west because I'm like, yeah. there's great rides out here that he should mm-hmm. be doing. But I would I would go and do a ride with him like that, kind of like a, like an STP esque sort yeah. of ride. Actually, maybe STP itself would be awesome. But yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely ride with my dad for that. You know, one of my greatest disappointments so far in my life is that I have not been able to convince my kids mm-hmm. how fantastic cycling is. They're just, Give them time. They're Give just them not time. interested yep. yet. Uh, Your stories are so convincing. <laughs> I know. I, I tell these stories about... And then I passed out after two pickle puked, shots. And, and, and then I crashed. And I you just got to change your stories. That's it. Your story. <laughs> Dehydrated. Just leave out those. Red well, rocket all over myself in this time trial. <laughs> your son had a witness. Your legs get waxed. Yes, that's he did. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's it is. Right. It, that's very maybe, true. Maybe I'm not... I shouldn't be surprised. Maybe we should be the ones convincing them and not you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, um, I, I would certainly, I have a plethora of bikes and I would be willing to let one or two of them go to somebody who was really interested in, in making the next yeah. step. That's for sure. I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to do that. Good. Get him I think, there. I think Jake does that on like a daily basis. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> like candy. This, this question's already been answered by Jake. Jake does this like every day. <laughs> I'm just going to like move the table, the question over yeah, to Jake. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> God, that's a, I, I love this question so much. And I, I always am trying to do what I can to get more people on bikes. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. something that that's near and dear to me. And then, you know, if it's going out and, you know, giving up your weekends and, and giving up time of working or with family to, to get people like motivated to raise money, to buy bikes mm-hmm. for kids that don't have bikes, or whether it's uh giving up your, your Friday evening to get people out to go ride bikes Fog or hat ride. Fog the Fog hat ride. Hat ride. Exactly. getting the newbies out there, um, yep. whether it's like, Hey, I, you know, I've, I want to ride, but my bike's a piece of junk and it doesn't work. Bring it over, I'll fix it for you for free or yeah. um, doing free tune-ups for kids so that they can stay safe and go out there and ride with their family. I mean, I'm always trying to figure out ways that I can get more people on bikes. And yeah. um, I guess for me, what would I be willing to do? Well, I'd be willing to take, you know, any kind of feedback or any kind of like ideas or input on mm-hmm. other things that we can do as a team, as a club, as a community to get more people out there on bikes and motivated and get them to do the same thing. So mm-hmm. um, if I can if I can find that or get more people trying to do the, the little things that I want to do that I'm passionate about, I think that that's where my win is at, but I'm never going to stop. Um, I'm two for three with my kids, Lance. I've got one more to go And Jesse helped me plant a seed recently. Um, he hooked my daughter up with a killer little mountain bike and she mm-hmm. actually likes it. And she's Love asking it. me questions like, Hey dad, um, 
can I get a new helmet? I'm like, I don't know if you can ride that bike. She's like, I'm gonna ride it. I think I think I like it, you know, because yeah. the bike that she came off of was just terrible, and I feel awful <laughs> that that bike was <laughs> something we just didn't want to spend a lot of money because we didn't know if she was gonna actually yeah. like it, and it, she's outgrown it now. So that's neither here nor there. But yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at, and like I've got that. my wife riding bikes now, which is pretty cool. That's I've, very cool. You know, my yeah. my two younger kids love riding their bikes, and what I love is like when I go camping. Like you, you look at our, like wherever our tent or yeah, we've got like all these bikes lined up and they're just bikes everywhere. This past time we, we rented a trailer, um, a nice trailer and, and took that down to Diamond Lake and there were six bikes parked out in front of our trailer. Yes, yes. I took two and the whole family, That's but awesome. my kids like every like hour or so they're like, Hey, you want to go do our route? And they, wherever we go camping, they come up with a, a route and then they, they turn it into a race. Mm-hmm. So they're doing like a little like That's circuit awesome. race or a That's little so like cool. crit or something <laughs> like that around the campground. I'm like, yes. So it's it's all short watch, track, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wife's got a race coming up this weekend, right? She does. She'll be out there doing hang late, so I'll be down mm-hmm. there with you, awesome. um, watching your girlfriend, and, and I'm gonna take my camera and mm-hmm. get some f- photos of that, and uh, you know, cheer everybody on. So it should be fun. Yeah, love it. Yeah, go back, go Annie. So cool. I like that question. Thank you, mm-hmm. um, Jake. I think I, it's I up think to you. that just leaves me, and then yep. we can wrap this thing up. So this one's a, a little bit darker than all of that and all the fun stuff that you guys have come out. That's okay. You we guys get, we have the spectrum. You know, <laughs> you and Matt, you guys always seem to run into the uh, the mentally unstable. And we've mm-hmm. talked about dogs that'll come chasing after us. We told you the Jay Hamlin story of you know him getting attacked and bike stolen. And there's countless other. Just recently, there was a video that went viral of a cyclist who was riding and somebody was leaning out the car was like trying, trying to, stab, to him. stab him. Yeah, I saw that. And it just seems like people, like the, the crazy, I don't know if it's just because social media, this stuff is more readily shared or mm-hmm. if it's just people are becoming a little bit more crazy in general and doing stupid mm-hmm. stuff. Would you guys carry protection with you while riding? And if so, what would it be? Wow. Go, Lynn. No, I Tom. think everybody, the first line of protection that you need is carry your cell phone. Yep. Now, yep. let's say Matt was out on his ride and he didn't mm-hmm. have Evan and another friend out there to call EMS support. Or let's say Jay's on the side of the spring water and now there's no traffic because it's a great private road. Yeah. But first line of defense, really, you guys, carry some way to, that people can connect with you or that you can connect with others. Matt, your cell Matt, Matt had set up on his um, yeah, like Garmin. It's at, it's, at Chris, uh, it's at Kristen a message. Crash detection, yeah. So it was actually beeping at us that whole time. Yeah. Now, we were already texting, but yeah, if he had been knocked out unconscious on the side of the road, that would have been messaging Chris with his location. And we went through this when we lost Michael Myers, yep. talking yep. about making yep. sure that you stay connected. And like Lance, wherever mm-hmm. Lance is at, people say, where in the world is Lance? Well, let me find out real quick and pull up my Find my friends. friends. <laughs> yes, you got it. Yeah. You guys yeah. just stay safe out there. You got to... You know, if heaven forbid something does happen, make yeah. sure that you got a way to contact somebody yeah. at all times. Yeah. Stay so, charged. Yeah, also. I press start on my Garmin. It sends a beacon yeah. to my wife, and mm-hmm. I can, and I still get them from Lance too, which is yeah. kind of cool. And like, yeah. like I know that he's out on a ride. I'm like, all right, I got to keep this in the back of my mind. Lance is probably going to be out riding for the next couple hours. If uh, mm-hmm. something should happen, you know, I, I've got a way to go find out where he's yeah. at. So, and keeping a cell phone, that's a yeah. great idea. And to answer, I think, would I con- carry a concealed weapon or these other type of things? Anything. You know, I would. I wouldn't because I'd probably use it. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd cause yeah. more problems for me personally, but that's just, I think, my temperament. Yeah. What about something like just pepper spray? I do. When I commute, I've mm-hmm. got pepper spray in my backpack. That's there a you great go. idea. That counts. Is Although it easily it's um, accessed? right on my shoulder strap. So okay. when, I, when I commuted from Vancouver to downtown Portland, every day, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody yelling profanity out me out a window, it's, I always felt a little bit 
more protective because I would carry a little yeah. personal pepper spray. These are things you can keep on your keychains it gives, too. It gives you time to get away from a bad situation yeah. too if you need to. You know, and if yeah. you think about Jay, like when he was down there in the bushes, yeah. if he were able to just grab some pepper spray and hit these guys in the face, yeah. would this be a different outcome? I mean, granted, he still would have had the the attack part, but would he still have his bike? Would these guys yeah, have right. been... It's also know, something that, you know, if it is used against you, you always got to keep that in mind. If you do bring, you know, something to a confrontation, it could potentially be used against you too. So yeah. that's something that is not or it could escalate critical. things too. If these guys have been packing a yeah, gun, sure. maybe like sure. this guy just pepper sprayed me, I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. So yeah. It, that that definitely is a, a factor it's there. A fine, but it is. But, judgment yeah. call. Yeah, it's tough. I think it's a tough situation. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, me coming from more kind of that Midwestern mindset of I had told Jake's story about guys who would ride with us who were always packing, like that was just more something that was more common yeah. in that area. Um, I'm going to be honest, and we've talked about this on this podcast, being somebody who works in PT, and I know, Jess, you see this too, uh, the mental health of this country is is not good right now. I think there's a lot more dangerous people out there. I don't think this is just like a media is covering it more often thing. Okay. There's a lot of anger in this country right now. Like a lot of anger. Yeah. There's and a continental divide between there is. political parties out there. And yeah. It's just, it's I sad. think it's getting wider and it's getting yeah. angrier. And I mean, there's well, obviously like things like this have always happened, but I think they're happening more frequently. And it's like we mentioned, like the amount of hate and anger you hear in voices screaming at cyclists sometimes. Yeah. It's not that like I could care less if somebody yells at me at the day, like doesn't ruin my day any. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I've got pretty thick skin. I really don't care. Yeah. But like, I'm more worried about that person. I'm like, that person is in a real, like. Because you're not you the only one they interact with. Yeah. Right. And if you have that much hate in you at that moment, like why? Like, why do you hate your, because it's, it's, they, they hate themselves is what yeah. it is. If somebody's yelling at a cyclist out the window, that's a terribly depressed, awful person right yeah. there. And that yeah. awful person's a time bomb. Yeah. So, And the more you engage with them, the worse it's going to be for yes. the next cyclist that they have an yes. interaction with because yes. they're just so, going to, yeah. So for, for me at some point, you got to think you're dealing basically with an animal at that point. Yeah. That's that's a cornered animal. And so, yes, I, I would very much consider, especially after more and more of these stories are coming out, yeah, I, I would carry something on me. And I really would not be afraid in any way to use it because gotcha. I think I've been in the medical field now long enough to know they're not rational. Yeah. They're, they're animals at well, that point, and that's... And then speaking yeah. of animals, I mean, you guys mm. just had a run-in with a dog. Yes, exactly. And and that's a pretty common thing these yeah. days, mm -hmm. dogs and, yeah. and these owners. Now, of course, I would never want to use... <laughs> the like, owners. I would never want to use the, the, the weapon on the dog. I'm very... The, the pepper spray is what Jake suggests, which exactly would be yeah. my first thing, and that would yeah. get the dog. Like a dog, if you pepper spray a dog, it's going to respond. Because next time away. he sees a cyclist, he's yeah, going to say, gonna oh, away. cyclist equals yeah. pepper spray in the exactly. face. And, yeah. Because <laughs> the, the dog is better critical thinking process than half the people that I think commit these crimes. But yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not, it's, I don't want it to scare people off the bikes by any means, but if yeah. you're, it's, it's taken me away from doing, I used to do very long rides by myself. Yeah. Like when I lived in Ohio, I would do, if I did seven rides in a week, six of them were by myself. Yeah. Now I only do my long rides with groups, which is why I still spend time on the trainer. Yep. I'm not looking to go out there and get you know, run off the road. So and I'm glad you're learning this at an early age. It took, I mean, yeah. I've gone through some crap in the last year yeah. and like, I, if, if it was just me, I mean, would that person have even stayed? I mean, would I yeah. be in a worse, I, I mean, there's, Who knows? if yeah. that happens again, you know, you, you just don't know. So it's, it's right. good to ride with other people. Yeah. yeah. So and it's more fun. It is. Yeah. True. Makes for bad. I mean, like for, for me, I just put it in my training group. I was like, I know I'm going to ride with guys who want a hammer today. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. How about you, Lance? Um, I, you know, personally, I thinking about this, I, I don't think I, would carry yeah. a weapon and mm -hmm. i'm not sure that's a smart thing it's just i just know my own comfort level and what i mm -hmm. you know how i would approach a situation or whatnot it it'd be difficult 
Um, I know a cyclist that every time he he rides by himself around here, he he packs, he carries mm-hmm. a weapon with him. Okay. And you know when when I heard that he did that, I thought, what, really? But he had a very serious run in mm-hmm. with uh, with somebody who uh, knocked him off his bike as well, uh, who was having a manic episode or, oh, or a, uh, you know, yeah. and yeah. Um, but. I don't even hearing those stories. I just don't see myself carrying something. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't announce that on this podcast. <laughs> I should say, uh, yes, I absolutely. I've got would an AK forty seven in my back pocket. Yeah, we're going to go <laughs> ambiguous on this one. Just Actually, I'm me. going ambiguous too. Yeah, yeah no issue now. Yeah. Come find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Bowie knife guess, in my back pocket. Changed <laughs> my mind. A hatchet. <laughs> For me personally, if you'd asked me this question a little over a year ago before I got hit by a car. I just say no because no. I mean I'm not a weak person and yeah. there was a point in time where I could you know bench press almost 400 pounds yeah. and I could squat for days <laughs> and I could probably throw a human through a wall if I wanted yeah. to. I'm not that same person and I got down to 182 pounds for a long time and I just I was still s- strong and I yeah. just wasn't like intimidated by people. Like if mm-hmm. you really wanted to get into it and I had to protect myself, I'm pretty sure that I could you know <laughs> I, I could handle my own. Yeah. I would not for, have put it for the most part. <laughs> I could handle my own. But now it's like. All right. Well, I've got a shoulder that's pretty much bum on me, and like yeah. I couldn't hardly wrestle my kids with that shoulder, at least right now. Um, and it just seems like these stories are becoming more and more prevalent. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, how do you protect yourself in this situation? And it and it sucks to even have to talk about this oh, stuff, this, this especially after the sucks. question that Breaks Jesse just heart. asked: How do you get somebody new into cycling? And they're yeah. going to listen to this and say, I don't want anything to do with that cycling stuff. Yeah. Well, keep in mind that you're driving on these roads with these people. These people are driving oh, around are the, the neighborhoods that you're walking. You're yeah. going to the grocery stores with the, mm-hmm. these nutballs are out there all over the place. Yep. And unfortunately, we have to live with them, and we need to be able to protect ourselves from them. Um, and yeah. we're just a little bit more susceptible to interaction with him when we're out there on our bikes mm-hmm. if you're in the wrong place at yeah. the wrong time um i don't think i would personally carry a, a weapon like a, a knife or a, For, a pistol or something to that clarify sort. my answer i would choose a knife i would not carry a pistol on me because of the danger of falling off the bike and having something go wrong there i wouldn't want to ever risk i think that. if you have it holstered properly and safety on i'm I think sure i'm sure but i just wouldn't trust myself with you probably with figure out a way to shoot yourself that. in yeah, the butt I or would, something like that i wouldn't want to wouldn't want to mess around <laughs> yeah. with that yeah um is it on us guys? Do we need to protect ourselves? I think ultimately we're all responsible for ourselves, but what are the police officers doing? <laughs> that is what is oh, that's the question. Yeah. You know, let's uh, you know, people that did that guy ever get caught that was in that car? It was caught on video that tried to stab the cyclist. I yeah. don't know. That's so are they ever going to find the two individuals that pushed Jay off his so bike? Probably not. There's yeah. got to be some I think a little bit more, you know, solid ramifications for there, persons that choose to act violently. Yeah, there, I don't disagree with you. There either. needs to be serious charges. I mean, I've I've seen too many cases and we had a couple of them in Ohio where mm-hmm. people died from purposeful vehicular homicide. Yep. And those people are getting six months in jail. We yeah. talked about, I think you guys mentioned a few weeks ago, how now you can assume the bike lane extends through an intersection. Yeah. Now this mm-hmm. new law came to be because a court ruled or a judge I should say that when a card failed to yield to a cyclist and they are you know seriously harmed or killed which I think was one of the cases that brought this to the courts that the vehicle was not at fault the person that went through the intersection and the person taking the right hand turn didn't see them or just decided to go anyway there there's no ramifications yeah that's that's the terrible part and it yeah. sucks when I think this try transcends you but we all got to you know yeah. we all have to take the ownership of encouraging people to you know go out there also and mm-hmm. but also you know 
maybe it, doing a little bit of self-education yeah. as we interact with this yeah. person. And, and, <laughs> and, and I think a little yeah. bit of political pressure. I mean, I think yeah. it's no mystery that there's some, I'm not going to take a political opinion on this at all, but there's some obviously discontent with the <laughs> Portland police department, which yeah. is they not, can't get enough this people. isn't a groundbreaking thing. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously yeah. very in the yeah. scene now, but yeah, you talk, I mean, if you push somebody off a bicycle and try to drag that bicycle away from them to a 69 year old man, that is heavy assault. And mm-hmm. you need to be in jail for a long Potentially lethal time. intent. You push yeah. him down a ravine and an embankment yeah. and then leave him for dead. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. that's, that's attempted murder. That's a, absolutely what that is. And that's, I mean, if they, you know, get caught and that's a light sentence, what does that tell people? Yeah. Well, I can go ahead and try and kill somebody and take their bike and not get punished. Yeah. So, yeah. It's I tough. still think in the moment, though, you still need to be able to protect yourself. Yeah, exactly. And again, to, to exactly. answer my own question, I'm not going to be carrying a knife. I'm not going to be carrying a, a, mm-hmm. um, a gun. But I think it's something that I might start looking into with respect to the pepper spray because I yeah. think there's, yeah. it's an, at least it's a line of protection for you given the situation. Mm-hmm. Like when you guys were at the top of uh, Washington Larch. And oh, that, I would have pepper sprayed that kid. I mean, yeah. if he tried to get out of the car and come after yeah. you, now, you, again, you didn't know if he had a weapon, but if you did have mm-hmm. to pepper spray him, he's not going to be driving. He's not going to see you nope. get the... H-E double hockey sticks out of Dodge. Seriously. Um, It'd be good. So, um, Well, and since he was honestly in that car, once we would have pepper sprayed him, um, if he had come out of the car at us in any physical way, we would have pepper sprayed him and we should have pinned him to the ground and called the cops. Because I think driving away at that point, well, (laughs) driving away at that point would be... Scoot him down the road to the correction facility. Yeah, (laughs) well, exactly. And and I mean, if we ride away, we don't know if he's going to be able to get back in that car and come after us. So I would rather pin him to the ground and wait for the cops to come since we had a group of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do have a teammate on our team. Um, mm-hmm. She does a lot more of the triathlon stuff, but Laura Anderson, and she's mm-hmm. a retired police officer, and she knows the letter Lauren's of the law great. pretty yeah. well. And mm-hmm. she, um, whenever stuff happens to people, um, she's always like in uh, contact with me, asking me how she can help. You know, with the Jay Hamlin situation, yeah. she really wanted to to reach out to Jay and, and talk with him. And she said, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we need to know what we're legally able to do and what we mm-hmm. should be doing to make sure that right. we're protecting ourselves. Um, maybe it would make sense to maybe have her on for a, a spot just to smart, kind of yeah. educate ourselves, yeah. kind of going back to what Jesse had to say. Mm-hmm. So Laura, she's got a lot of experience too. And yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Laura, if you're, if you're listening to this, I know you do. Um, mm-hmm. I will be reaching out to you. Maybe we can uh, hook up and have you give us a little bit of education in this, yeah. in this arena. So Ty Ingstrom is a Portland yes. police officer. Yep. There's another he's, resource right there. He's yeah. a teammate as well. He's so. a teammate as well. And he's a, he's a motorcycle cop for Portland police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he actually mentioned he'd start uh, patrolling that spring water. He corridor. did. I love, I loved his comment yeah. on that. That's, and I mean, that's, that's the tough thing is it's, yeah. it's put on, you know, whenever I think comments are made against a police department, I hope that people never misconstrue that as against the actual people who are doing the patrol. I mean, Ty, Ty is so overworked and that's, I mean, really yeah. overworked. Yeah, they and have doing, so many open positions oh, yeah. and their funding goes down. And, and yeah. That's why the Portland Marathon got canceled. They, yeah. they could wow. cost too much I to mean, get the, the police. The, the, the police officers yeah. still working in Portland are working, cr- I mean, talk about like burnout it's, and crazy hours. I mean, selfless of them. Yeah, it's incredibly selfless because it's, you know, I mean, if you got a department way understaffed, yeah. that's putting more work on the people who are brave enough to stay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tough stuff, guys. It is. That was a hot seat question. Let us know, let us know your thoughts. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chime in. Dial podcast on Facebook or uh, mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, let's jump into one last thing. Mm-hmm. Lance, you got one last thing for us? Um, I have nothing that comes to mind. Going east. <laughs> <laughs> I might get in my van and head east there again. How long are you going to be in town? <laughs> Two weeks to get in. I really don't know. You know, it, it's it's been odd. Um, 
I really felt my mid-season slump here these mm. last couple of weeks. I didn't want to do any organized training. I didn't want to. I didn't want to race. I just wanted to go have fun on my bike yeah. for a couple of weeks, which is what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. So you need that that mental health yeah. going into a cross season, especially. Yeah. So because no, I'm hoping to really ramp up for the cross nice. season. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it rolls. First cool. race that's coming up. That's um, here locally, far. right? Yep. Yes. It, it's usually over Labor Day weekend is the first race, but I'm probably going to be at Rebecca's Private Idaho nice. doing a gravel stage race Sweet. that weekend. So, I know I've been I tracking Robert's Strava one. to like I was like God his block has been so big his training yeah. block so that's how I'm predicting across these and watching Robert's <laughs> training. <so. laughs> right on, Evan. One last thing. Uh, I'm going to be in Bend this weekend for Ooh. with Cassie for a three day training camp where nice. I get to try and figure out if I can actually race at altitude. So, yeah, I'm we're going Yep, yep. I'm doing ride. doing that ride. I'm doing a run around Elk Lake, doing a tempo run there, doing some open water, doing a couple long hard rides. So, four thousand feet. Beautiful. Not we'll see. <laughs> I know we're at sea <laughs> level now. Is, so. To me, this is. I mean, Boulder's really only just barely under five. I think. Yeah, it's so true. it's not. Too is it high, lower than Denver? I thought it was about the same. It's or, about or, the same as Denver. It's yeah. a little. Denver's what five? It's a mile high city. So yeah, it's fifty two hundred feet. Yeah. Oh, okay, so 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 it's a little bit over five, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, uh, the, the race days around the reservoir, yeah, Boulder Reservoir, so it doesn't go up into the mountains. You right feel there. it a little bit. I mean, yeah, when yeah. I was at Diamond Lake, yeah. it was between forty-five and five thousand feet, and I felt it a little bit. I mean, not mm-hmm. terribly, but I'm like, all right, I can tell a tiny difference. Oh, so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel it on the run. The, the, the only time I really feel altitude is when I'm really putting in hard run intervals, mm. and yeah. that is where it's night and day for me. I could be at four thousand feet, and I'm gonna feel it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, cool. Well, good luck. Be safe. I will. Jesse, one last thing. Race season's over for me. Uh, I'm looking forward to two rides coming up. Yeah, which one? Right around Clark County that we talked yeah. about earlier. That's coming mm-hmm. up on July 27th. Yeah. You can go to the Vancouver mm-hmm. Bike Club website yeah. Yeah. online. There's lots of different options. Great, great support. A lot of volunteers. Mm-hmm. You guys should come out. Ping one of us. Come out, ride with us. It's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. And then the other ride, which is one of the, my f- most favorite rides that I've ever done, around crater lake oh yeah two weekends in mm-hmm. september they close the rim and then you get a ride around it that is the deepest lake in north america yeah okay and it's the crater Stunning. of a volcano mm-hmm. and they've got this beautiful lodge up at the top you can stop and get you Wizard know your hot toddies whatever you want yeah. like, <laughs> but man they close it to cars yep. it's just cyclists for 90 percent of the rim it's called ride the rim and it's a beautiful event um i'm gonna try to do both weekends we'll see if i can make that work but yeah i was looking at that because i caught wind of that my wife actually brought it to my attention yeah when we were down there you can also camp at the bottom it's tons of options i was born in medford and still have some family down there so we'll usually go see grandma stay at her place and then in the morning scoot up to crater lake sweet southern oregon it's it's beautiful hopefully i mean i think we've had a great forest fire season so far as in there aren't many yeah um you know there's always still time in southern oregon but it's you know usually got great weather stays nice and cool up sure. at altitude and yep it's gonna be great mm-hmm. yeah just go there if it's to ride or look or whatever just go there it's yeah. it's worth it the so. last time i rode around crater lake was eight months ago right after right after yeah. we lost michael mm-hmm. yeah I remember you talked it's a really that, special right? place yep. it's yeah. beautiful I, I i lucked out in the fact that the road wasn't snowbound yet but it they hadn't opened it yeah. So it was closed to cars. So I, I rode the whole rim solo. Yeah. Quite a bit of al- uh, altitude up yeah. and down, but Man. it's it's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. 360 view. I think it's one of the seven wonders of the world. Uh, I don't know. It's up there. It it's should got to be pretty freaking high. It's like <laughs> 7B maybe. Yeah, it's right there. It's close. <laughs>
All right. My one last thing is, uh, aside from looking forward to going to short track tonight and get back into my racing ways, um, I want to go bike uh, camping. I want to get a group of guys together and mm-hmm. I want, or gals or whoever. Um, I don't know if my wife is necessarily going to want to go on this, but I want to mm-hmm. go do a, like a, a bike backpack. I've got an idea. Trip, something like that. Just And I want to get a group yeah. of people together. Just want to go, um, you know, do some riding. It doesn't have to be like epic rides, but I want to mm-hmm. go camping, ride my bike, and I want to take a fishing pole and I want to do those yeah. three things with friends. So um, if anybody out there is interested, <laughs> okay, let us know. Sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> Cool. Can I bring the time trial bike? Yeah. <laughs> and I know um, a, a teammate of ours, Terry Hamness, um, has been talking about that. And there's a place where you can go camping up on Larch, Washington, over there by the Tarbell Trail System. Yep. Yeah. There's a camping, little campground up there. And he's been talking about wanting to do that. And I'm like, that sounds kind of fun. But I'm like, it's missing one component. There's no water up there to go fishing. And I love fishing. And I want to go catch some fish. And I think that'd be a lot of fun. So I've got a route all planned out. Oh, you do? Yep. Oh, we're going to talk. Just need a group. <laughs> there you go. Stay looking, tuned. There you go. <laughs> there you go. To, to be point. All right, let's wrap this thing up. It's another long one. Um, <laughs> Matt, we hope you are uh, feeling better um, soon. You're mm-hmm. probably at the doctor right now, probably. Getting his uh, arm torked around. Exactly. And, oh, if he, I'm hoping that he doesn't have to have an MRI where they have to lift his I arm know. above I his know. head. Well, I mean, oh. they, they, they wouldn't be able to do the MRI for a while. If, they if it's to, passive, so. it maybe it's doable, but yeah. that was terrible for me. With the AC oh. joint separation, yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to get so, it out there. Yeah. Um, but get better soon. And yeah. Uh, Lance... Glad to have you back in studio. Thank you. I'm sure we're going to... Happy do, to be here. Disappear mm-hmm. like a fart in the wind here pretty soon, though. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be gone next Monday, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Which means, Lance, you have to be here because I get to be the one who's, you know, out out exploring random places. I can't promise that. It's <laughs> <laughs> just bad. Do you just yeah. want to meet me and Ben? <laughs> we can just do it. <laughs> and Jesse, thank you for joining us. It was oh, a pleasure. pleasure to have you on here oh, and, and hang out. So mm-hmm. um, to all you great people out there who are listening to this, we thank you very much. You kids have a good one. Talk to you next time. Bye for now. Bye.